That is hilarious. <laughs> she doesn't listen to these episodes, so she's never going to know She'll about this. Know. <laughs> <laughs> so you are safe. Same here. <laughs> Welcome to the Kindred Spirit Podcast, a program completely dedicated to the board game Spirit Island. On this show, we examine and discuss every aspect of the game, whether they be general tips, in-depth strategies, or silly shenanigans. Today, we're going to do our first legitimate battle report about our very first real-life six-player game. For real this time, this is one of the best (laughs) games ever. It was good, man. It was great. It was dope. So this is a genuine battle report, but for realsies, realsies, right, right. For those of you who don't know, earlier this year we had done an April Fool's joke about doing a battle report, but we legitimately during that time wanted to kind of probe the waters on people's opinions on what would you think about having an episode where we just do a battle report? Would that be interesting? Like a real one, of course, but like, is this a subject that's actually you know, doable, that's something you would care to listen to. Yeah, worth exploring. I mean, if not, cool. If so, cool. Like, just literally, we don't have to. It's just something that we were just curious about, genuinely. I'm picturing me, like, playing a game in my bed on the app. I'm like, so here's my battle report. (laughs) (laughs) I did this, and then I gave up because I fell asleep and quit out of the game. John's battle report. (laughs) Ryan's like, no one wants to hear that, John. (laughs) You and Laura are never together when all these bedtime stories. (laughs) We have different sleep times. (laughs) One of us this is a night owl. But a lot of people said that they actually were totally down yeah. for battle reports. A lot of our patrons, too, said that they would love to hear battle reports. Mm-hmm. So unless it's really pissing off a certain amount of our fan base that isn't talking and feedback, I think we're good to do these. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, if you hated this idea and you didn't say anything, it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Or don't. <laughs> Be silent. <laughs> anyway, feedback is only ever useful when it is vocalized. And I didn't see anyone that was like, no, it sucks. Don't do it. <laughs> No. A lot of people said, oh, yeah, I'd yeah. love that. We so, only saw positive right, thoughts cool. for it. Yep. So here we go. Our very first legitimate battle report. And it's going to be the first of many, probably, because we're never going to do an April Fool's joke like that again. No. So don't worry. Battle reports from here on out will be legitimate, obviously. But this is a special one to like start this off is, our battle report. This is. Like we mentioned, this was a momentous, legendary day because it was the first time that we had ever done a six-player game In real life. Sure, you can go on and do a digital game or you can go on TTS easily or do a six-handed solo very easily. Or, you know, you can do three people play two spirits. That's been done. I think we've even done that. I've even done like a play-by-forum or something. Right, yeah, Yeah. play-by-play kind of thing or two people each take three. But no, a six-player game where there's six spirits and six human players. Human players around the table. We have never done that before. So it was really cool. Well, many times in life we have gotten close to that. I've done five player games. I've yep. done four player games. A lot of four player games. A lot of four player games. Yeah. I didn't really think about this question until like just now. As far as like the most amount of games I've done, mm. probably be two and three. Yeah. 
And then just ever so slightly below that four. A lot of my games are with you or you plus Laura. Right. So, like, I'm also in the two to three. Sure. Yeah. Or one of us is two-handing. Yeah, And sure. one of us is soloing mm-hmm. a new character or maybe an aspect yep. we've never done before. A lot of fours, though. That's what I'm saying. Yes, more so twos and threes, but a lot of fours. Yeah. Some fives. Yeah. Some fives I can probably count on one hand how many times in real life fives I've done, but never a six. No. Never a six. So this was really fun. It was really cool. We wanted to find an excuse to use the thematic board, the new neoprene mat. Yeah, not the old one. Not the old one. So we did this six-player game at your house. Yeah. It was great. It was, it was a great brunch and bash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Battle brunch <laughs> against the invaders. But we kind of wanted an excuse to actually use this neoprene mat because I'm not sure when else we're going to be able sure. to. <laughs> and just in general, I don't play on thematic a whole lot. Yeah. Lord doesn't really seem to like it because it's difficult for her to see the it's a land bit more types. slingy yeah, yeah much more slingy. and she was yeah of our group she has the loudest voiced vocalized against thematic than any of us i think with the old neoprene mats printing style right or just the back of the board or just the back of the board. back of the board that's usually what it is yeah if i'm not mistaken most of your interactions with the thematic board are on digital which you can change <laughs> to, to make it look like the so that it appears yeah. right to look like the balance side, mm-hmm. which I think, honestly, there would be a lot of consumers. This is just a complete guess for me. I don't know this. I have no evidence or information to back this up. But I'm guessing that a lot of people out there, a lot of players who play Spirit Island, would totally love slash be perfectly fine with the idea of... If they did a second edition on the back, the thematic side stayed the same, but just printed in balance side oh, yeah. style. I would be fully on board. I'm guessing a lot of individuals. Or I would play the thematic <laughs> side more. Do you know what would be cool? People can mix and match them at oh, that time. Oh, yeah, that'd be true. I'm going to do B board. You're going to do A board, but yours is going to be flipped. Mine isn't. Yeah, I'll be West while you're A board or something. That'd be weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Just a thought I had, but I'm guessing a ton of people would love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I still think it's cool to have the, the realistic yeah, side. Yeah, it looks literally the like artwork, a, I a mean. live island, yeah. So anyway, oh man, the new neoprene mat. Jeez. (laughs) This one is so much easier to read for a variety of reasons. First off, it is much bigger. Yeah. Oh my word, could you imagine trying to fit all the things that we had? We had so many tokens, so many invader pieces, (laughs) presents. Even on the it larger got one, cramped. Yeah, it got cramped. It got cramped. And yet, if we did it on the original one, there's no way. No, no way. Yeah. Oh, my word. So the new one was larger. Like, the first one may have been, like, you know, Times New Roman 8 font. Okay. This one was Impact 20 font. <laughs> yeah, it seriously was. Just so much easier to Which really helped. But then they simplified it so much by, A, they mark each land with a W and S, mm-hmm. A... M or a J in the land number. So before in the bounce board, where it'd be like, oh, land number one or two or three or four, and it shows the little setup symbol. Yes. Here it shows the land number, the setup symbol, z- ah, <laughs> where applicable, and a letter showing what kind of land it is if you still have yet trouble with it. But they have each one, each land outlined with a color, the border, blue for wetlands, green for That's jungles. That's what I liked. That gray helped me. for mountains yeah. and brown for sands, which is so nice. 
nice. Yep. Furthermore, a lot of just the busy, fun designs on the board have been removed. So on the thematic boards, one of the things I actually really like is they show the starting positions of many characters. I like that too. I like that too yeah. because they all correspond to the setup instructions of that particular spirit. So, oh, look. Bringer and Wildfire and Lightning. Each one of them are in the sands where they start. Yeah. Serpent is on land number five. You see... Spread ramp green in a jungle. Likewise, Fangs yeah. in a jungle. In a jungle it's just like, yeah. oh, hey, and not only just in a land that matches their setup, but it actually matches mm-hmm. the highest numbered sand or the True. lowest numbered wetland or whatever yeah. that that spirit needs that's printed, which is cool. And you see ocean on the fringes on the outside of yeah. the board, like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought is just cool. So I did miss seeing that, although having less busyness on the boards just made it so much easier to read, mm-hmm. and I don't think anybody complained. It was no. just we so We never great. questioned what land type they were exploring to, yep. or what this land was. Everyone knew. We yeah. had some newer players, so everyone was fully yeah. on board. I would read it. love to do another game on this version of the thematic map. Me too. For the purposes of everyone else. Because I didn't really have a whole problem with the original thematic side appearance. Yeah. But I know a lot of other people did, especially Laura, but she was loving this one. Oh, she loved it. So I wouldn't mind if this new neoprene matte version was the normal. Oh. As far as, like, what would be printed on the back of your board. That'd be cool. Like, yeah, if they did a second too. edition, I would not be surprised if we saw that. Mm-mm. Complete guesstimation on my part. Yeah, we but have no idea. I wouldn't be surprised. Right. Anyway, so let's talk about this six-player game. Who was our team? Yeah, who was our team? So we had Fractured. Yep. We had Travel River. Ooh. We had Sharp Fangs. Yep. We had Stone. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> we had Immense Lightning. Mm. And we had Many Minds. That's a good team. Here's a fun little quiz show game thing. As far as the players, of course, it was John, myself, Laura, and three friends of ours, Seth, KJ, and Jason, some of whom we've referenced before. Mm-hmm. But here we have a fun little opportunity for like a little game show bit. So once again, the spirits were Fractured, Travel River, Sharp Fangs, Stone, Immense Lightning, and Many Minds. Who did John... Laura and I play. Once again, there were six players, and you don't know our other three friends, but you know John, (laughs) Laura, and I. Fractured, Travel River, Fangs, Stone, Immense Lightning, and Many Minds. Who played who? I'll come in and give you a hint before you give your final answer. If you needed one, and if you already have your answer, then cool. The three spirits that John, Laura, and I played were Immense Lightning, Fangs, and Stone. But which one of us played which? So I played Miss. No, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I played <laughs> John played Finder. No, <laughs> finder, 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 Finder. Who did you play, John? I played as Sharp Fang. Oh! You played as Sharp Fang. I know. I've seen you played so well over the years. I played Immense Lightning. Oh! Yeah! And yeah, who are we kidding? Love yeah, okay, Stone. <laughs> Stick to what you know, right? I mean, she crushed a stone. So, I, mean. I mean, she was knitting the whole time. <laughs> or no, not knitting. Cross stitching. She was yeah. cross stitching. Mm-hmm. I remember one time she's like, "Oh, I stabbed myself again." I'm like, "Lord, what?" Oh, cross stitching. Oh. Are you even playing? She's like, "I already have my plan figured out." <laughs> yeah, let them break themselves against a stone. Okay. So fractured was on northeast. Travel River was on east. 
and you as Fangs were southeast. Yep. In the west bracket, Laura as Stone was northwest. Mm-hmm. Me as Immense Lightning was on west. And Jason as Many Minds was southwest. So we'll talk about this later, but one of the things that was so cool is to see, obviously, we have so many players. You have five other players. Yeah. And some of us are in the middle. Some of us are on a bookend. But who is going to interact with who? And it was interesting because I had all the spirits laid out before we even started the game. We didn't know what our team was going to be beforehand. Nope. And we didn't know who was going to pick what. So we didn't have a theme or we didn't like plan, let's strategize against this specific adversary. Everyone just kind of picked. And that was cool to see, like, oh, I like this artwork, or I've never played this spirit, or KJ had played River in the past a lot. It's like, well, I like yeah. to play River, but I'll try with this travel aspect. Like, things like that, people's <laughs> reasonings. And if you are unfamiliar with how the board is set up on the neoprene mat, think of a dice and think of the six side, where it's two rows of three. Oh, good analogy. That is how the board is oriented, with mm-hmm. three lands doubled up two by two in a straight line. Yeah, it's like two straight lines. Yep. Think of the number six on a dice. Mm-hmm. That is basically how it is oriented. So two players are in the smack dab middle with two friends on either side, technically three friends. You get the idea. Yeah. And then four players are the on corners. the bookend. Yeah. The corners. Right, right. And it was interesting to see these interactions, and we'll get into that later. So the thing that's notable about West versus East board, as opposed to North and South, but just normal East and normal West, is that is where the valley is. There's two big mountain ranges on the thematic board. and Because we were talking, if someone picked Volcano, you can go in two spots. Yep, you can go North (laughs) or South. And technically you can go all the way South, but there's two massive mountain ranges. ranges. And each of these mountain ranges bisect the North from the center and the South from the center. So there's this really big river jungle basin with sands at the end in this valley. Valley. Which is so cool thematically, just to think I about love, yeah, this yeah. valley of jungle and wetland, the river coming from yep. the, the mountain. Yep. If anyone plays World of Warships, it's exactly like the map Twin Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> there literally may be one person out there who gets that reference, and it's probably me listening back. Ending <laughs> <laughs> right, you get this reference. Yeah, <laughs> I got it. But that map is like exactly what this one looks like, or at least for me. When I played that game, I was like, oh my word, this is like the thematic board. <laughs> that is like island. such a niche... <laughs> <laughs> when it's like talking about niche things, that might be like the nichest of niche. <laughs> the like, most niche. How many crossover comments can we make about World of Warships and Spirit Island <laughs> thematic side? What? <laughs> <laughs> and we just made we it. We did it. That's the one only. So what we did is we wanted to make sure that the people that we invited over for that day were all people who had played the game before. Yeah, we didn't have to so... do a teach, which was nice. Goodness. Right. As far as which players at the table had the least experience, it would have been KJ and Jason. This was their third game. Mm-hmm. Yet, each one of them, I have played very difficult and complex games with, so I knew that they could take it. Oh, they can handle it. And each time that they had played Spirit Island before, both times they had each vocalized an interest in kicking it up a notch. So we were fairly confident in their capability to do just fine, and they did just fine. What about Seth playing Fractured Days? Oh, it was his second time playing Fractured. He loves Fractured. Loves that crunch. Wow. But he also loves Serpent. 
In truth, what he loves is he loves finding the most difficult thing, the hardest spirit to cognize and understand, and he just wants to chew on those high Mm -hmm. complexities. Kids trying to get into NASA for crying out loud. Okay, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) So he's like, give me the hardest thing. I don't care. (laughs) We'll talk about him playing fractures. Sure, sure. But it was very intentional that we didn't have any new players. Mm -hmm. Not for this game. (laughs) Not for this game. We wanted to make sure that we had some experience there. Obviously, you and I played this game at nauseum, Laura at nauseum. Yep, yep, yep. Seth's played a bunch, and then yeah, there's Katie and Jason. So, we wanted to have a game that was not crazy. No. KJ and Jason had never played with events before because they played with me. So, <laughs> Beast Command, baby. <laughs> well, it would have been really nice in this game. Anyway, anyway. Well, I mean, we had some... We'll get to it. Well, we'll, yeah. talk, we'll talk. Save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. But we wanted to have a game that was harder than the ones that they've had in the past. So, Thematic Board with events is a little bit more involved than what they've been used to because they've only ever done balance and they've only done balance without events. Yeah. So not only did we have events for them and we did have the thematic board, but we had a adversary sure as did. well. Yeah. We talked about which adversary to do for a long time. We did, yeah. actually. We, we deliberated. Went back and, forth on that. and the first one that we threw out, we're not doing France. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to lose turn two. We are not doing France. Is East board in play? Yeah. Yes. Okay, we're not doing <laughs> no, France. No, 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 <laughs> that whole 25% chance of losing before you start the game is not... Doesn't sound fun to me. <laughs> not really fun or welcoming towards... So no, right off the rip. England, we yeah. didn't want to play for seven days in a row. <laughs> yeah, not really feeling it. Yeah. We weren't super hot on Scotland picking on one player at a time. Getting six towns because there's six yeah. players in one board. Just felt kind of swingy Yeah, for some players who, although not noobs, weren't the most experienced and yet, you know, we didn't want to necessarily do Brandenburg Prussia because we felt as if that was just almost too vanilla. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Brandenburg Prussia, but we just wanted something a little bit more involved. That's Definitely. all. Sweden, we're just like, eh. I don't like Sweden. Well, it's just so front loaded. Yeah, I'll say you it. Know? Well, I mean, Erica said that too yeah. many times. <laughs> and just like, yeah, and they spawn everywhere. So, so we settled for. Russia Russia 3. And it was funny when you're talking about us picking our spirits because, ironically, I picked first. I'm like, I want to do a Mets Lightning. Yeah. Because Because you've been wanting to. Because reasons. Because reasons. (laughs) Laura was like, eh. Whenever Russia is mentioned or difficulty is mentioned, Laura will just go to her safety picks. Yes. And among them yeah. are Thunderspeaker and Ocean and Stone. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> so she wanted to play Stone, so she picked hers pretty fast. Seth already knew that he wanted to do Fractured. KJ was up in the air. He's like, oh, let's see what we got. Jason was like, I'll do whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because you picked last, if I'm not I mistaken. I was waffling a lot. But Jason ultimately went and picked Many Minds. You're like, we're going up against Russia and Many Minds is here. I'm gonna go do fangs. That's solidified my pick. I'm like, remember when I kicked you out of your seat? I'm like, nope, I'm next to Jason. <laughs> well, I didn't know that you had like picked a right. seat yet, so I just didn't know. I was like, oh, I can go here. Oh, 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 you're sitting here. It's like, okay. no, I want to share beef. That was actually kind of fun too. We're like, okay, who sits where? I guess I can go here. Well, River goes Eastboard. <laughs> and right this way, sir. <laughs> yeah, Eastboard is basically almost all wetlands. And Dahan. And so much Dahan <laughs> because of those wetlands. Yeah. Thematically, it's like there's this thriving river in the valley mm-hmm. and it's very bountiful and plentiful and whatnot. And so it makes sense for all the Dahan to be there. And so we're like, okay, yeah, travel river on Eastboard. That's going to be that quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. 
So I basically just went where there was a seat open, and it happened yeah. to be... Sorry I kicked you out of your first seat. No, it's fine. It happened to be Westboard, which was fine because my starting land had two Badlands on it, and I was like, hey, nice. Raging Storm <laughs> has a purpose now. Nice. We'll get into that later. So... As far as the game, I'm happy to say that we had a turn seven Terror 3 victory against Russia. Yay! (laughs) So, let's go ahead and talk about how we think Russia performed in this big board on the thematic side with six players. First off, component limited (laughs) problems. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up. It only happened twice. With the explorers. Twice or three times with the explorers. Because they won't die because Russia. Because Russia. So they lingered. Yep. Yeah. I think if you are doing what we're doing, if you ever do a six-person thematic, maybe... What I did is I took a page from Axis and Allies book. Okay. Axis and Allies has this thing that you can do to mark how many units of a kind are in a certain land. And that saved us. Because that game is also, you know, you can get quite component limited. They have these little discs a white disc or a red disc a white disc counts for one and a red disc counts for five i think it's been a while since i played axis and allies but if i go and put two white discs and a tank on a spot the piece shows what kind of units this stack is comprised of yeah and then the number of discs tells you how many there are in this stack Some people like to do it where the piece itself counts as one of them. So if there's two white discs and a tank, that could mean either two tanks or three tanks, depending on how you wanted to interpret that. And if you had a red disc and two white discs, that'd be, oh, five plus one. Oh, that's seven. So what I did is we took the energy tokens and we took ones and threes and we put explorers on top of those, just like axes and allies. There's three explorers here. (laughs) Sure. And I have some dice or die because I like also work too because i like to use those as like defense and yeah. but if i have four you know i had four explorers yeah. i would put the four side up with the explorer yep. on top so be yep. like oh there's four explorers yep. there yeah we so that was that hugely helpful that was your idea hugely helpful mm-hmm. ryan yeah but we just ran out of <laughs> we just ran that out was of the people. only token or thankfully the, like, if push came to shove i could have just gone home and gotten yeah. stuff because i live just like two miles away <laughs> yeah. so like, oh i can just buzz home and grab it really quick but i'm like yeah but we're in the heat there. of the moment yeah, the game was, was yeah i didn't want to leave yeah you didn't want to leave yeah want to leave so when it came to russia and how they performed how they interacted with six players so first off 24 fear in the fear pool that's the most i've ever seen it 24 fear for a single card when we started the game i just cast a glance to look at the banker board that's just what i call any of those kind of boards yeah a lot of board games have the banker board Mm -hmm. where resources are kept cards are kept a discard pile perhaps in this game the banker board shows oh where you put the events the invader deck the fear cards the blight cards that's where they are placed that's just where i like to call it the banker board so i cast a glance at the banker board and i just laughed I was like, <laughs> it was huge. So much fear. Look at that pile of fear tokens. We have to get all of that. For one card. Right. And for Russia 3, wow, in order to get a fear victory, we need 264 fear. What? <laughs> Divided by six, that's too many. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. So I remember we were just laughing like, oh my goodness, that's just ridiculous. Buckle and up, folks. We could be here a while. Yet, 
Russia level one's perk actually helped out a bunch. Mm. Their perk, Hunters Seek Shell and Hide. Yes, it was a double-edged sword, but as far as the good thing, oh my goodness. That's fear. They actually helped out a lot. Yeah. Russia has this fun thing where their explorers have a knack of not dying, but at least, even though they don't die, they generate a fear for you when you, quote-unquote, would have killed right. them. Right. One always remains and they get pushed. Mm-hmm. But that they push a fear. is a fear. So, when you have 264 fear that you need to chew through, having Russia help you with that fear is actually kind of nice. Yeah, it was. So we also had some ridiculously lucky event cards that day. The luckiest I think we've ever oh had. my word. I told you, man, I have good <laughs> fear card luck, and you said that you have good event the card good luck. Event card, yeah. So we both brought our positive yeah. vibes that day. We did, for sure. <laughs> so <laughs> it was great. And we'll talk about it later, but... Oh, yeah. Russia, the hunters seek, shell, and hide really helped in that respect. But it uh, didn't help us with the whole explorers do double damage thing. That was really annoying. Oh, we blended a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we only ever lost one beast. We were good about that. We were very mindful. Whole time. Very mindful about that. We were many mindful. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I had to. You had to go there. (laughs) And never again. So. Yeah, we only ever lost one beast, so yeah, I think it was pretty fine. We were moving around. We were making sure explorers yeah. were not gliding in. It was one of them. Jason's, yeah. and he was so funny. He was so worried. He's like, "So are we like, are we still good?" And we're like, "Look at the board." So yeah, we got like twenty something beasts. <laughs> we're nowhere near it. We're, we're fine. still good. We're fine. We fine. We fine. Like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, cool. Now. Yeah, but we did lose one. Honestly, Russia's most annoying perk was oh, their level three perk. I hate that Competition one. Among Hunters. As where... a control player or player oh, that yeah. likes control, I hate this one. Yep, which says that if Russia has at least three or more explorers in a land, they will attack there. Ah, great. <laughs> they can't die. We're trying to push them out of ravaging land, so we're grouping them up. Oh, wait, yeah. when they grouped up, they ravage. And, you know, you can group them up into one spot for, you know, the whole, oh, I don't want bad guys to be everywhere usually you can control bad guys into one spot so that you don't have a whole lot of explorers it's like everywhere. It's the finder philosophy. Just sure. club everyone up into one land. Right. But the problem is that now they'll attack you if you do that. Ugh. But then the response is, oh, well, in that case, spread them wide. But if I spread them wide, then they're going to be building all over the place. I don't want that. Yeah. Or they're going to be blinding all over the place because they have two damage. One explorer can bite a land now. And I don't want that either. We had one turn where we literally had to mark every single land they were yeah. bonus ravaging in. We had to use reminder tokens just to know, because I think we had over 20 lands that were ravaging at one time. Just because we had so many clumped up explorers. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is ravaging them. means this That's is going to ravage. And that. It was out of control mm-hmm. at one point. And it was just, I think, easier, too, for the players around the table who had never played Russia before to, wait, how does this work? Because multiple times we had to remind them, hey, if you kill them, sorry. You kill all die. of them except for this one who right. runs away. Yep. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, is that an event thing? Like, no, that's a Russia thing. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. So we just, for the yeah, purposes of help, like, yeah, that, here's yeah. just a token. And honestly, that was a good idea, I think. That was it, your idea to yeah, do that. Yeah, it helped I like us that. a couple turns because there mm. was a lot to keep track of, especially mm. for some of the newer type players. So let's talk about those events in the early game. <laughs> Oh my goodness, we had so many favorable beast events. Particularly Prey on the Unwary was ridiculous. Because between the thematic board 
having more tokens out in the field, like you start the game having more tokens out yeah. there than the balance board, plus having many mines in the game and sharp fangs in the game, as well as many mines being adjacent, as far as like their board, their board was adjacent to fangs board. Yep, we were touching. We had so many beasts. So it was ridiculous. Prey on the unwary is when it says each beast destroys one explorer. Add one beast to a board without one. We never had to add a beast. But we like to, as Ryan says, daisy chain explorers when we did that. It was crazy. When this card came out, there were 14 beasts just between you and Many Minds, between your boards. And that's excluding Many Minds Sacred Sites. Just between you two, you both had 14 beasts. So we swung for like double digit fear that yeah, turn. It was crazy. It was like, what, 13 something? Mm-hmm. It was yeah. crazy. Because like, oh, part. I'll do six. Yeah. He did five. And it was almost like this one explorer where he just kept pushing. And then you die. But you can't die. But there were so many beasts yeah. that they'd run away from. It was fun. And so like Laura's like, I'm contributing three fear to this. <laughs> so that I'm giving two. KJ, I'm giving four. I'm giving three. Mm-hmm. And then Jason's like, oh, here's like seven. And <laughs> <laughs> Okay, my math might be a little bit off. But you get the idea just very high fear gains yeah and that wasn't the only card that had it i'm just telling you about the first one that happened we had it at least twice so we had seven turns the first card is burned in the event so we had six official events four of them had a beast action on it (laughs) four out of the six that was really oh, good. So yeah, great. Really good odds. So great. I love getting beast events against Russia when you have fangs and many mines uh, on the field. We were raking in the field. It is so great. And that really, really helped <laughs> a lot. But let's go talk about those invader cards. Were those as lucky, Ryan? Oh, those were iffy, dude. <laughs> and those sucked. <laughs> yeah, those were rough. In Tana with Russia, there was a time where I was like, oh, come on, again? Russia. I'm here again. Stop. So, here I am on West Board, and the first ones that we get are Sands and Jungles. Ugh. So, West Board, first off, is a board that has ten lands on it, mm-hmm. not eight, and I'm Immense Lightning. So, I don't really have a whole lot of reach or coverage in the early game. No. I'm better structured and calibrated for a gameplay style that is more along the lines of heavy hits, but just not as many of them. Yeah. And we get Sands, <laughs> and West Board has four Sands, and then we get Jungles. I have three Jungles. Nice. Like, crap! <laughs> So I'm like, are you serious? And then, of course, there are other players on the board who are like, yeah, I have like one or two lands. I was like, yeah, I got one sands. I'm fine this turn. <laughs> and I'm like, like, I'm just like drowning. I'm like, really? Immense lightning gets all of these people. All like, these sands. come on. And then the next one we got was wetland, which is nice in theory you because West has just one wetland. And on East board, that means five lands. Five lands are exploring. <laughs> nice. That's when Travel River is like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so I'm like, yay, I have a breather Mm -hmm. a nice vacation and i had just cleared off my jungles the jungles had just gone through they were done so i think i blighted one of them but you know i will say the blight pool was huge nice yeah so it was nice when some players were like really being ace on keeping blight off Mm -hmm. and you're like you know i don't feel so bad but a lot of us were blighting in the beginning because Russia just goes quick like that looks over at the blight card 13 blight there nice i can let one go through yeah so then i'm like yay we have wetlands coming up i can relax Mm -hmm. wait a minute they just went ham on the sands and jungle 
So there's a lot of explorers there. More than three. I can't relax. So I'm still being attacked. I'm like, you suck. It's classic Russia. Yes, if they had their bombs in the deck at level five, we probably would have had more of these like unfortunate things. But point being, we I didn't wasn't. Want the newer players' brains no, to melt. No. Yeah, we didn't want to go too hard. My point being, I wasn't able to relax. I was like, dang it. So well, talk Sans. about the next invader card. Right. That. But just to help the listener remember, it was Sands, which sucked for me because I have four of those. Jungles, I have three of those. Then a wetland, which in theory was fine, and I was able to keep that sure. covered. But because of the three explorers, I was like, dang it! Because, yeah. like, my coasts again. It was my coastal sand and one of my jungles that was just had a ton of people on it. I'm like, oh, this sucks. All right, we have a stage two card coming up. Yeah, coastal lands. Like, dang it! <laughs> those, so my those sands, sands and jungles, yeah. <laughs> then the next one was the jungle wetland card. Wait, jungle wetland? That's right. <laughs> what John just said to me, ironically, was what, in-game, I said to John. <laughs> so, as you could tell, we had Sands, which is a stage one card, Jungle, which is a stage one card, then the Wetland, which is a stage one card, then the Coastal Land, which is stage two, and then Jungle Wetland, that's stage three. I looked at John, I said, why is there a stage three card? And he went, oh! Oops, we're actually doing Russia 4. I'm so used to building an invader deck. And I'm used to like finding it in whichever level it is. Because most every adversary has like some type of, you know, change to the invader deck, the order. So I just found him like, okay, this is what their order is. So we actually had a Russia 4 game. Let me go rewind time. Back to the beginning. We had a turn 7, tear 3 victory against Russia 4. <laughs> I kind of wanted to, like, surprise a listener as we had a surprise. All right, yeah, let's go time travel back to the beginning. Anyway, so it was hilarious. I'm like, uh, John, why is there a stage 3 card? He's like, uh, oops. We're playing level 4 now. We're level 4! Which is, so that's difficulty 7 plus thematic. It was a difficulty 8 game for newer yeah, players. That's not tough. bad. Yeah, that's good. But the point being, they went to jungle weapon! My jungles again! I'm like, will you stop? It was just like constant. I had no breaks. Mm -mm. Which, I mean, Spirit Island is not a game that is known for its vacations. But still, like when you're on thematic board and you see that you have one wetland and two mountains, you're like, oh, I really hope that we get mountains or wetlands. Yeah. And all I kept getting was coastal lands, sands, which are my coasts, by the way, and jungles. I'm like, stop! (laughs) (laughs) And like, as immense, I was like, you gotta just Please, you Please. you got to be kidding Please. me. Stop it. So after the game, it was funny because we looked at the cards that were discarded. Mm-hmm. And as you can probably already guess, it was mountains, mountains, mountain and jungle. <laughs> <laughs> this happens with surprising regularity. This happens way more often than it arguably statistically should. should. Yeah. I mean, yes, of course, it sticks out in our minds when this happens. But when you set up the invader deck, you discard one card from stage one, stage two, and stage three. Right. And yet for us, for some reason, the card we discard is almost always matching. Mm. It was just so crazy. Like, two games ago, the card that we got rid of was Jungle, Jungle, Jungle Sand. Right. This one was Mountain, 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 Mountain Jungle. Yep. Ironically, we had such a great time with this game that Seth, Jason, and I had another game later in the day. And in that game, the Invader cards that we burned were Sands, Sands, Sands Mountains. We're like, this has got to stop. It is completely random. Yeah. I assure you, I don't even look at them. I do the go fish thing where you look up at the ceiling and you, like, swirl them around in circles on the table. 
without looking at them, set one aside, and okay, well, sure. there's one for stage one, there's yep. one for stage two, there's one for stage three, and that's how I just pick them. And then when the game is over, I look at what they were. The one, and yeah. yet, point being, both in this game and that second <laughs> game, it was the same freaking land. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because I only have two mountains on West Board. And of course, you never got a breather. This is what you sign up for with thematic board. Mm. This is the swinginess that you can expect. Yes, thematic board is famous for the fact that someone can get a vacation. But if this happens and your vacation land... I'm using the term vacation land as in the lands that you have very low amounts of. So I had two mountains and one wetland on Westboard. Those are my vacation lands. Meaning, if those invader cards come up, I'm on vacation because I only have to worry about one land. But they mostly <laughs> went to jungle and sand. So while uh, other people were on vacation, and we're like, I'm doing great over here, I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not a character that can go wide. No. <laughs> so that's why I played it a few times. <laughs> so it was just funny. For me, anyway. Those invader cards were screwing me yeah, over Yeah, you were hard. not having the most luck with that. But you had a few jungles, too, on Southeast. Yeah, I'll have to get into, like, exactly how it played. But I felt the pressure pretty quickly as well. Just, like, with jungles being attacked. Yeah, and I mean, those... you had two wetlands and three jungles. And Fangs is a lot about, like, destroying explorers especially. Right. But when I can't kill them, it's like... Oh, like this is getting a little bit tougher now for Fangs. Mm. Thankfully, the, there are a lot of jungles and Fangs can thrive there. Oh, my targeting powers, you know, where my presence needs to be in jungle, I never had to worry about that. Mm. So my board was good for that, but when they started going to jungles, I'm like, ooh, and I can't kill explorers, or it's more difficult to kill them. I started sweating too. So. Yeah. So let's talk about each of the spirits. So KJ as Travel River being on East Board. LOL, yes, that was on purpose. Put Travel River where there's five wetlands and nine Dahan. So many Dahan. <laughs> he had so many Dahan. Because <laughs> East Board, like we said, is where the majority of that river is. West Board has one of those wetlands where the river starts. But the other five lands, this six-land river, has five of its wetlands on East Board. Yeah. He ended up with 16 Dahan because River's Bounty is ridiculously easy. Oh, I'm sorry. If you have at least two Dahan there, there's already two Dahan there. I think there's one turn he didn't play it. It's just photocopy <laughs> printing Dahan. Like, and I'm reclaiming River's over Bounty. And over and, and over again. And I'm reclaiming that one again. And he was adjacent to Fractured Days who had Blur who was also <laughs> doing that. So they were just cranking out Dahan That was like another token crazy. we nearly ran out of. We had like maybe four or five Dahan <laughs> yeah, left because they were printing them. They were making so many Dahan. Uh-huh. That's funny. Oh, it was so great. It was cool because obviously people know that we have a podcast about Spirit Island sure. and these players. So they contributed what they wanted to say about how they played yeah. the spirits. Yeah, we just wanted their comments. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. What did you think about this? We asked them like, hey, what was your favorite car? Yeah. Just what do you think in general? So this is what KJ said about playing on Travel River. I would say I thoroughly enjoyed the whole experience of a six-player game, and River is low-key my favorite spirit because of how quickly I can spread my presence. Also, mm. playing on the thematic board helped me so much. I basically <laughs> stayed near Dahan in the wetlands or in the jungles. And there were a lot of them. The, yeah, so he stayed on his board. Where he was a happy wetlands. camper. Yeah, trust me. Find <laughs> the entire game. Putting those Dahan and Dahan defense from Travel River to good use. That was one thing I noticed. We were both, Ryan and I, collecting our thoughts about how everyone played their spirits. Yeah. I've never seen that defend one from travel aspect be used to such a great effect as well, KJ used it. It was really good because when Explorer 
boars who are by themselves would ravage and they would do two damage. If left alone, that kills a Dahan and that also blights the land. Exactly. Here, though, that is literally just enough to nope that. No blights and no losing Dahan. It was great. was so good at setting up those sacred sites that would make it defend one. Because right. He's rivers bounding or sure. you know, travel shenanigans, whatever. Yeah. Making four Dahan. And you're so right. He was doing just enough defense to stop a blight yeah. and to either kill and explore quotations by like fear push. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I've never seen that part of travel. Usually it's the moving of Dahan, sure. which is really cool. But the defend one, I'm like, oh, that that's actually, actually clutch. That's actually clutch. Because A, it showed its salience against Russia, but it also showed something that I like to tell newer players, which is when you defend, and yes, we've said this before, yeah. but when you defend, you don't need to have your defense value match perfectly, equally the incoming damage value. Mm-hmm. Three damage is coming in. You don't need three defense. I mean, hey, it's fine. You only need two defense. Yeah. Unless there's other factors in play. Because you can let one go through. Mm-hmm. You only care if two go through. Two kills Dahan. Two blights a land, but not one. Yeah. So one was just enough. And so long as nothing else happened, one was just as good as any other kind of defense. And it was actually really good because a lot of us did the commit to the sucky land strat. Yep. <laughs> and, you know, with Russia, that's an interesting choice you got to make. Mm-hmm. Because the concept behind the commit to the sucky land strat is whenever I have the capability to control or kill or whatnot, I'm going to leave one land, which is just this pit of despair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're in the pit of despair. Pit of despair. Oh, yeah, I know. You don't want to go there. <laughs> That's a Princess Bride reference, if anyone cares. But point being, sometimes it's easier to keep seven lands clear with one being terrible. Yeah, as having a hypo- blight in it or something, yeah. As a hypothetical example on a balance board. As opposed to keeping eight clear. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we would go and commit to the sucky land strat because, oh, where are they ravaging? They're ravaging in sands. Let's push explorers to the sands. Even though they have more than three, they don't attack another time. Exactly. Thankfully, that is stipulated on their card. (laughs) It just says that if the land already was attacking there, it still ravages just once. Yep. So we were able to push bad guys, particularly explorers, to those lands and conglomerate them to keep them off of other lands. Problem though with Russia, is that you just want to be mindful of the fact that if you continually conglomerate explorers into the same land, they're not going to attack you. Yeah. Which is like, ooh, because that could mean blight. But the other thing is that if you don't conglomerate them and you can't kill them, Mm -hmm. because at least for one explorer, you can't kill them without isolation, you risk blight because you put them on the same land, which they now attack. And since there's a lot of them, you know, three explorers at least, that's six damage if it's just explorers. Sure. But if you don't gather them up, that means they're all out and about, which means they're building or that means they're attacking and one explorer can now do a blight. So you're risking blight over there too. Yeah. So it's like, ah, I don't know what's one to do. So in Travel River's case, it's actually great to not do the commit to the sucky land strat. Why? Because you can just make sacred sites or shove an explorer into a clear land that has a sacred site Mm -hmm. and you're fine. Yeah. Eventually, KJ picked up Accelerated Rot. He found Accelerated Rot. Because East kind of starts with that sucky land. It's on the coast, I think, East 3. Yeah, East 3 starts, thankfully, with a strife. But it does start with a town, a city, and a... Blight. 
light. So that's tough to start with all that in one mm-hmm. land. So I, and a disease in two to Han. So there's things to work there's with. There's things to work it's just, with. There's a lot of good, a lot of bad. But once he took care of that land with accelerated rot, his board was fine. It was fine. If you want to talk about clearing a board, and again, a lot of it has to deal with what we're talking about, like invader luck. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to deal with wetlands like early on. Yeah, he did do a good job, honestly, of like clearing his board pretty well. So, but you helped with yeah, we all help each card other out. But uh, it's funny, we almost had like two groupings, Ryan, where there was like the starting hand doing work group of like, yeah, yeah, river we'll get into stone. That. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into it. <laughs> and then there was like this swinging for the fences majors group. That was me <laughs> and you. Yeah. Hey, I did majors, <laughs> but it's just pretty crazy how much river can get done with their starting hand. Yes, <laughs> that is an understatement. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why they are beloved by so many. <laughs> but his big, like, heavy hitter was Accelerated Rod. Oh, and the thing is, is Travel River on East Board already is very powerful. Mm-hmm. But Travel River finding Accelerated Rot particularly was amazing. Explain and the reason the why is because East Board, like we said, has a lot of wetlands, yes. But it also has a jungle. It has three mountains and one sand. So, Accelerated Rot is a damage card that does four damage and two fear. Cool. And if you have enough water, plant, and sun, which is something that honestly is not hard for no. a river to get, no. you can take that four damage, make it nine damage, and then you can remove a blight. Nice. Cool. Very powerful card. Cost four energy, very strong. The reason why it's so great is because Accelerated Rot can only go to jungles or wetlands. Huh. And of the 10 lands on KJ's board, he can hit six of them with this card. Yeah. So when you see Jungle Wetland, you're like, oh, no, this is restrictive. On his board, it's like, 60% of my board can be hit by this amazing card. And he's surrounded by yours and my board, and you and I both had a lot of jungles. So there was so much flexibility with that card. On a balanced board, it'd only be 50%. Here, it's 60%. So it was great for him to find that one. And, of course, him being River, he's able to hit it very easily. Mm -hmm. And range two, oh man, yeah, it was just great. Regardless of who you are, finding Accelerated Rot for East Board was great. Perfect for him. Yeah, having Travel River just in the game for various things. We asked KJ what his favorite card was, and he said, honestly, River's Bounty. I'm like, yep. (laughs) You don't hear often, but yeah, it just made so much sense with the travel aspect. Yeah. He was just photocopying Dahan left and right. It was great. He could just look at a land and just create a Dahan there. I'm just going to look at you. Boop. Look at you. Boop. It wasn't like, oh, well, sorry, I had to pull a Dahan away from here to get enough Dahan into a land so that I can make them. It's like, oh, any land I look at pretty much. (laughs) Well, and River gets an energy for it. Like, it's such a good card. I think the team's favorite card that River had is always Bunavigor because, you know, he'd be like, I got it once. I I got it once. I think, yeah, I think everyone. He actually did a good job of, like, spreading the he love. did. I think it was like did a different person each time you yeah. had it available. Yep. Any type of energy is a nice little boost mm. for us spirits, especially for us major focus spirits. Mm-hmm. And just to help for clarification purposes, those who were wondering, River's Bounty says gather up to two Dahan, and if there are at least now two Dahan in that land that you gather them into, add a Dahan and gain an energy. But the thing was, is he didn't really need to gather them. I mean, he did. 
but it wasn't like a necessary thing. Like, quick, get in here so I can. Like, there were already like three or four. Yeah, there's a, now there's five, I guess. And now there's a fifth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I know that he had played that one pretty much as often as he could because he had gotten that reclaim one on his track. He's like, this one, this one, this one, again, this and again, yep, and again, and again, one. and again, and again. I like to think that on the artwork of River's Bounty, that is the thematic board because you oh. see River blessing a Dahan cultivated, kind of looks like one of those Asian rice patties mm-hmm. or like one of those Vietnamese. Vietnamese mountainous regions, you know. And anyway, it just looks like this elevated area with mountains and hills. And so since the thematic board has like a valley on it. It kind of does look like the thematic like west and east. Does it? Yeah, yeah. valley there. And then Boon of Vigor is just, you can target anyone, but if you target a friend, you can give an energy per power card that they played this turn. If you play it on yourself, you just get one period. Yeah. So the value of how much energy it gives is much better when you give it to a friend. So between those two cards... I mean, it's just classic river being river. Yeah. But still, Boon of Vigor was really nice to get. Yeah, I always like getting that card. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Stone. Talk about the starting hand group challenge or whatever. Here we go. Here we go. Because <laughs> like Ryan said, we asked everyone, Sure. you know, what was your favorite card? What was your favorite major? What was like mm. something really cool that you got type of thing? Yeah. And Laura had, once again, a pretty funny quote. <laughs> I pretty much survived on my original hand with a few minor pulls, but nothing too crazy. I leaned on my innates a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> she kept calling it the slapback. Yeah. She was just slapbacking everybody. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times, like, I looked at Laura. Oh, how you doing? She's, like, on her phone, like, oh, I'm all good to go. I'm just going to be smacking them back again when they attack. Oh, okay. And, like, I never heard her complain. I never heard her, like, worry about something. Other players on the table like, okay, so I can, uh, I can do this. I can do this. And she was just like, doobie, doobie, doobie. Well, she had her own little blight pool next to her, her box blight pool. And she's yep. like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to blight here and it's coming from here. I'm like, oh, okay. Back to cross-stitching. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just a very chill game for her. There, she, it, she... Honestly, it was a very unremarkable game from Stone in the fact that there wasn't a whole lot happening. Which is the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> like, back as a do stuff, she blighted, but not from the card, and she was pretty self-sufficient. Which is helpful because, you know, our island got to stay healthy for that much longer. Oh, yeah. I was blighting in the beginning. Yeah. Brian's talking about how he was blighting early on. It was we just were... so funny. She just was just so to herself. She didn't really interact with the players too much. She was just very much a spectator sport. Like, she wasn't asking for help. She was like, hey, does anyone have this? Hey, does anyone have that? She was just like, so, how you guys doing? Oh, yeah, how's this? Yeah. It was funny because of all the rhetoric and dialogue on the table, most of the dialogue around the table was talking about the game itself, how to help people, what should we do about this, what should we do about this. It was Laura who was talking about, how was your day going? Oh, it's good, blah, blah, And because she didn't need to worry about anything. Yeah, because her (laughs) land was fine. She's stone. (laughs) She was in her happy place. She was doing great with stone. And she talked about she had some minor pulls. One of those minor pulls that she had, because who knows what she grabbed type of thing. (laughs) But I know one for sure that she pulled was Encompassing Ward. Ah, yes. Just as like an aside, I really like those target spirit powers, mm-hmm. especially in bigger games, because then you feel that connection. Yeah. Because I think we were on literally opposite ends of the board. And by target spirit, you mean specifically ones that say another spirit? Yes. those Because it forces you to communicate and it talk? It forces you to communicate okay. and talk, and especially on a six-player game when there's so much going on. Oh, yeah. And you can't interact with every single thing. It's like, hey, did you do this? Yeah, I did that turn ago. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it definitely is a different dynamic when you're doing like a two-player game. You're like, hey, do you need this? Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Versus 
You look up, there's four faces. Hey, does anyone need this? Mine, 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 mine. mine. Who am I kidding? I'm lightning in this game for crying out loud. I'm lightning spoon. Lightning spoon. So that interaction is cool because we've never played a six-player game. So having that force and that cooperation, especially with Stone, where they don't have a lot of boon or support cards. Right, right. They're kind of just very self-sufficient. Right, their gameplay style of keeping friends alive. Yeah. In the fact that, oh, a friend can survive Blight if you're there. That's like their team-helpy thing. But... Other than that, there's no, like, does someone need this? Right. They don't ask that question. Right. It's not like a boon of reimagining that you can be right. like, yo. It's like, yes, I would love that, please. Yeah. So when she did ask that, because Encompassing Ward is target spirit gets defend two with their presence. Mm-hmm. So in Wherever the, it is, too. Wherever it's it is. It's not just in one land. And when you have a game of mobile spirits, like Many Minds, like Sharp Fangs, this is helpful, especially in the early game. We talked about how they were hitting us hard, and we're trying not to blight early. And for Fangs, I know there's workarounds. I know there's terrifying chase, but I don't have that every single turn right but that also takes time to set up and it takes time so to good old-fashioned defense is really it's nice really good especially <laughs> when a single explorer can blight so especially with russia especially yeah. with russia so when she asked does somebody encompassing ward yes i for sure <laughs> raised my hands and me 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 and it was cool because i am mobile i can mm-hmm. basically go wherever i want yeah. and move my beast and so move you can put them. that defend to anywhere i think there was one turn i defended four separate lands mm. because of encompassing ward nice i know she targeted me a lot i don't know if you ever got it maybe i never got it but i was dead anyway (laughs) and you're not as mobile as like lightning is like i'm in the sands and i had like two presents (laughs) i'm like i'm good i'm I'm getting a third this turn (laughs) but for me i'm like oh mountains oh they didn't go to mountains oh wetlands uh (laughs) jungles i can go there i can get there yeah so that was really cool where this collaboration across the island right i mean you two could not have been further apart further apart you were on southeast and she was on northwest (laughs) There was no way I was getting to her. There was no way she's coming to me. (laughs) Your fangs, you're not finder. (laughs) I can't just teleport. You're mobile, but you're not that mobile. No, 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 no. I can't teleport wherever I want. No. That was a really cool interaction of husband and wife working together. Hey. So that was really So far apart, yet so close together. Yeah. Nice teamwork there. Like I was saying, like those target spirit powers, I'm like, oh, you can interact even across the ways. And thematically, mm. I wonder how that happens. Like all of a sudden, Beast have this strong defense. Like, where did this come from? Oh, my buddy gave well, it Well, Carapace to me. Land kind of makes me think about animals that are like all armored. Oh, you yeah. Know? <laughs> I was wondering like, what are armored animals like? You they're know? all armadillos. Okay. <laughs> and they're protecting against, you know, whatever. Uh, or the... pangolins. Yeah. And they're protecting against the invaders. Mm. So that was just one of those little things where like this one presence domino effect into this so like this saving right. these... and it's a minor power it's minor a... powers aren't usually known for like being crazy but especially when they're consistent or when they're just the right thing that you need it's like just the oh right thing, my Ryan. word like it may have been a minor power but it did a major thing major for me thing. <laughs> stopping those two three blight allowed me to be able to mm-hmm. use ranging home whenever i wanted to yeah. not feel constrained so little things like that was pretty awesome to have mm-hmm. one thing i noticed a lot or it's kind of hard because like we're saying there's so much going on in the game but i did notice seth and lore interacting right yeah you and kj were yes the ones interacting on that side of the board i was helping jason a lot and laura i personally didn't really have a whole lot like we didn't sure you and kj didn't have a whole lot with laura either and i didn't either because in a six-player game the board is so big yeah that is very interesting to see who went where. You and like group up. Right. And in this case, Seth as Fracture and Laura as Stone were like really helping each other out. 
But she's not here. So. <laughs> it kind of. So how does she perform? Uh, well, I can talk about Jason and I, and you can talk about KJ and you. <laughs> it kind of worked out that they were next to each other. Yeah. Just because Fracture. Well, does... Fracture needs a. <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't have a lot of presence influence yeah. on the actual island tile. Yeah. Because yeah. you know Seth, and we'll talk about it later, just did so much support. Right. And yeah. And us out. You know, we talked about how he kept using Blur the Arc of Years for Dahan spawning. Yeah. Which works great for having stone on your team with stubborn solidity yeah where they are protected that worked out great and then i noticed laura going over to fractured's board not to stop light but either to save fractured or have blight management right so it's like okay just make sure that the blight that's coming in won't come from the car won't come from the car so like we said she can't be ever at once but she's like Mm. oh fractured doesn't have a whole lot of influence on the island seth was using absolute stasis as much as he could oh he loves that but that's one land he loves that that card card. you can only stop one lands and there's builds and there's extra lands and there's ravages and explorers so yeah, Laura, I did notice I had like going over there mm-hmm. and again, they would be able to speak to more, but it was cool to see her like, oh buddy, you're kind of slow to yeah. growth and you don't have a lot of influence. I'll grow to you. And it Save really some was points. interesting to comment on six player games to see socially how everyone behaves. Yeah. And how the invader deck and the cards that come out in the invader deck influenced who we all kind of buddied up with. That is cool. Because it was like sands and jungles a lot. And Jason and I had a lot of those. Yeah. So we were talking because we have a lot on our border that match those lands. But perhaps if different invader cards came out and different lands were focused, I may have needed to run to a different corner of my board. Right. And maybe interact with Fractured more Mm -hmm. or Travel River more if we had more wetlands or something. It's interesting to see the small things that may have a ripple on the game because there are six players. How they affect the game. Yeah, that you may not have even like considered before. They were going to specific lands on Seth's board to lower had to go to Seth instead of maybe right. to you type right. of thing. But for me, I needed to go towards Jason. Jason. And it is cool to see Because that. that's where the invader cards came out as. I was talking to Laura after the game because it kind of made me wonder, like, we asked for her quote, <laughs> what right. her thoughts of the game Yeah, were. we asked everyone what and we, we asked everyone. We kind of just got to talking and it was just like, why do you like cooperative games? Because she had a blast. She loved the game. Well, this is like the ultimate co-op experience. And <laughs> she loves cooperative games. As far games. as like this game, like ultimate has been like big, grand, massive. It's yes. a six player game Six that's player the game. max player count working in cohesion and she said it's a lot like theater. lol i say max player count and there's people who do 24, like 24. <laughs> one person handling 24 <laughs> this is the legal yes player count and limit. we know on, on the discord people get to crazy numbers right. and stuff <laughs> six-player starlight games <laughs> <laughs> or serpent games or something <laughs> You may mock, but I do want to see what multiple Starlight games are like. That'd be fun. Like. Dude, yeah. that'd be fun. That would be fun. But yeah, hearing her talk about how much joy she had from it. Yeah. And she said it kind of reminds her a lot of theater because, you know, a lot of us have background mm. in theater mm. and we studied theater in college, Laura and I, and we met actually doing theater. I mean, you guys are directors for crying out yeah. loud. <laughs> and that's what she said is like, and I think that's why she gets the joke of quarterbacking. You know, we, sure. we give her a hard time sure. on that. But she... Well, we've all had that one experience with a music director here or a right. coordinator there, or, you know. <laughs> but in theater, like, she wants to work together for a goal. Yeah. And as a yeah. director, she's working with the choreographer. She's sure. working with the actors. Mm. And we're trying to put up a show together. So she loves theater. Mm. And I think that's why it bleeds into her gaming style, too. So okay. when we're playing the crew or Forbidden Island, Ryan just got Forbidden Desert. Oh, hey! we love it. Thanks, dude. Great birthday <laughs> the best one. Oh, it's the best so one. We've been loving it. Hooray. We, we brought on vacation. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Anyway. <laughs> Spirit Island. Spirit Island. But, yeah, she loves these games and just working together she doesn't like the mm. mind as much 
because you can't talk during that. That's a one where sure. you have to put the next card in the next sequence. Like I've. Well, that's where the tension is. Yeah, and that's where. Like, the are you gonna is. do it? Are you gonna do uh, it? Are you sure? Uh, no. Okay, go. I didn't know it was gonna be that bad. Dude, and that's that's where the fun is. But she likes that talking. I think there was an early exchange. Where am I gonna play Shatter Homesteads? And that's when she got to like talking to you. Like we guys didn't interact with a power. Yeah, that wasn't a lightning stone interaction. That was no. a me and Laura interaction. I had a town on a sand each. I'm like, I can blow one of them up. And which one should I do? One. It was almost yeah. like a coin flip. Yep. I'm like, oh, well, there's a beast here. So maybe events? Yeah. You know, it can go there. Maybe. And I don't play with events. So like, I'm not used to being helped by this kind of thing. And right. <laughs> but it was just cool seeing. I think that's where she finds the joy yeah. in the game. Where mm. she's even said she doesn't like getting in the weeds with us. Or going right, crazy for, like, to lore. theory crafting or yeah. whatnot. She just likes to do what she knows she loves. Yeah. And she just loves being stone or thunderspeak. Let's blow stuff up, blow, baby. She loves offense. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, she gets a heck ton of enjoyment out of, like, oh, yeah. working no, as a I team. 100%. So, 100%. No joke. On Black Ops, I am on the Nuketown 24-7 server. I just play Newtown because I love Newtown. <laughs> oh, Newtown's great. Yeah, I love Newtown. You, know what you like, right? <laughs> so like, I one hundred percent relate to that. Like blowing stuff up as the character she wants to play as. That's her Newtown. Because like, I'm like, well, we can play two player games where we face each other like almost like a chess or like hey. one splendor, and she's just like, eh. <laughs> she's like, I'm not cooperative. I'm like, okay, fine, we'll do cooperative. <laughs> but that was her playing stone. Yeah. As always, once again, it's always cool to see those communication moments happening. It's always cool just to have that collaboration. Oh, love it. And especially with a six-player game, mm. it was happening all the time. I just wanted to bring up that one minor poll, because she sure. played it a couple times. She's like, does anyone need to come to word again? I'm like, me, 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 and I can go wherever you need me well, to. Well, she's also so proud of that, because she said that, like, oh, my word, I keep forgetting that this symbol means I gained a minor power right now. I could have been much stronger with stone all these months. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, sometimes what? she forgets, yeah, that, that little symbol. <laughs> Thankfully, nobody else does that, so it may be easy to forget, but like... It's important to get that from deep layers exposed to the surface. Yes, that is important for her because those minor draws were pretty helpful. And that was just one of them that I interacted with. She was pulling some other ones as well, but that starting hand basically just It was so funny. She tapped me on the shoulder. I was like, what's up? She's like, why would I want to go down bottom track if I get all my card play from my energy track? I said, yeah, stone basically kind of blends the tracks. It's kind of weird because... You can do both. (laughs) Right. Your top track is both energy and card play. And your card play track, honestly, is just an element track. (laughs) She's like... Interesting. Yeah, cool. so she kind of And then a... proceeded to go top track. <laughs> <laughs> did she get some of the stones? She did eventually. Yeah, yeah, I think she got some of the earth elements because she liked triggering those innates. Again, yeah. let them break themselves against the stone. That is such a mm-hmm. unique and cool power. Like you said, she was doing her slapbacks. Yep. So, yet again, as can be expected, Laura absolutely dominated the field as stone. Of course. Let's talk about Many Minds. Mm. So Many Minds was actually in between you and I. Yeah. They were to my right and they were ahead of you. Directly so in front like of me. think of a capital letter L. John and I were each one end of the L and Jason was the corner of the capital letter L. Mm-hmm. So we're both adjacent to him, but you and I weren't adjacent to each other. No. So Jason had a funny quote with Many Minds. Jason said, So I liked Many Minds and that I was causing tons of fear per turn, but not being able to properly defend the extra lands on the thematic side or even attack was a major downside. Playing with six people was so much fun. I feel that was the real experience, you know? 
Like, yeah, you can play solo with a few people, but it really felt like the game was meant to be played with six people. Now, that is an interesting take. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, this is his third game ever, so this one probably feels the biggest, the grandest, the most large. So something about that maybe felt more official to him. So do you think that's affecting? Could be. Yeah. I'm postulating, but the thing is, is I have literally never seen the words, but it really felt like the game was meant to be played with six people. Yeah, I've never seen those words put That's together true. about this game before. <laughs> he obviously loved the grand... Nobody plays six people. <laughs> so it was so hilarious. In our other games, it was just so funny. Because in our second game, he didn't play Many Minds. And I asked him, what do you feel about this game? He said, dude, Many Minds is great, but I'm never playing them again. <laughs> I was like, really? He's like, I can't kill anyone, dude. <laughs> like... He was really struggling with that. So, and he's like, you know, it's funny because they're a great spirit. They're a good spirit. I can see their value and whatnot. I can see how other spirits can't get fear nearly as much as they can. Because it's Most funny because cast. I wanted to kill people, but I couldn't kill people, which made me like feel really bummed. But while I'm bummed, leaning on my hand and like resignation, I'm like, okay, yeah, fine, seven fear. Like, seven fear. Like, I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> seven fear, just the fast face? Right, or sometimes it's like 11 fear. Right. And so it was just funny. I'm guessing Jason is simply a player who is discovering that they maybe appreciate offense builds or something yeah, like that. I don't offensive. know. Because it's his third game. We don't know the kind of play style that he likes. He usually will just play anything. Mm-hmm. He's learning different spirits. I feel like sure. he's played a different spirit every time so far. Yeah. So he's just, you know, yep. experimenting. He said that his favorite card was Dreadful Tide of Scurrying Flesh, mm. which is the famous card that Many Minds has that lets you skip actions and get fear for it. It simply says, remove up to half, rounding down, of beasts in target land. For every beast that you removed to fear and skip an invader action. It's oh, free and it has a load of elements that they like. He was doing this left and right. Oh he, he was skipping oh, yeah. builds. He was skipping <laughs> ravages. Those three yep. explorer ravages. He's like, and skip, you're not doing that. Nope. He was yeah. doing that nope. like every other nope. turn. He yeah. loved that nope. card. Which is funny because he was so grumpy that he wasn't able to do any offense. And it's ironic because of the other cards that he found. Talk about his minor pulls. He found so many defend cards. He found, like, all the defend cards. Oh, my goodness. Almost. Almost every single defend card. He found Quicken the Earth Struggles. He found Domesticated Animals Go Berserk. Fire in the Sky. Favor of the Sun and Starlit Dark. Nature's Resilience. Haunted by Primal (laughs) Memories. We're like... Dude, stop hogging the CMX Some of them, you would have four of them in one draw. That's what was so terrible. And I remember I got mad because Nature's Resilience (laughs) has a plant, has an animal. It's perfect for fangs. I'm like, so good. I'm literally like reaching my arm like, how are you holding all four of these in your hand? And I'm blighting over here. (laughs) No, it was so unfortunate because we're like, oh no, they were all in the card draw of four. Yeah. When you grab a new power card, you grab four and pick one. He would find, oh, quick and near struggles, domesticated animals, and nature's resilience. In one draw. Dang it! And then five of us are like, are Dang you it. kidding me? No, that means two of them are guaranteed to not be in our game pretty much. Right. Like, frick! Because we wanted some defense cards too. Oh, of I course, needed some defense. That is just all RNG. Yeah. We get it. It's just how it works sometimes. It was just funny. It almost felt like it was the only thing he could pull. Right. It's like, oh, here comes and more Kate defense. And over there like Dahan McCentral. He's like, can I have some of those, please? <laughs> I can have them fight back even more. 
And no, he just found nothing but defense cards, and of course, with his starting hand and innate powers that many minds has, he was very adequate for skipping or defending. We'll talk about interactions more, but I love Fangs and many minds being run next to each so other. So good. I remember you were worried about that at the start. Yeah, I'm like, are we gonna... Maybe not worried, perhaps concerned slash curious. Are we gonna be fighting or sharing? Right. Or it's like, is he gonna take all of mine? But we had this nice dance, and in fact, I actually ended up killing some of his beasts. We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> Why it... that? <laughs> it was worth it. But it was a nice dance of like, you're using these for defense. Now I'm gathering them in for a ranging hunt. Right. And then... You would use on some lands where there was overlap, the same beast tokens to do different actions. How crazy is that? It's so How cool. How cool is that? It's so great. Oh, I loved it. I loved being next to each other. Mm. Let's talk about Fractured. <laughs> <laughs> Seth loves Fractured. I played a game with him about, I don't know, three weeks ago, maybe four, okay. four and a half weeks ago. And he did Fractured and he loved Fractured. He's like, I got to do Fractured again. It was so good. So Seth is somebody who just loves that mini game of time management. He loves pulling from one track and then placing it elsewhere here and there and maximizing it. a track that he likes to go minimum on another track. He's not using this turn mm-hmm. to then on the other turn, look at what he has, realize that he has enough energy. And so he'll cover up the top track and go card play go for like a little bit. Yep. He just loves that. His favorite cards that he vocalized going into today, he said, I want to do more Blur the Arc of Years. And he just loves Absolute Stasis. Mm-hmm. And if there's a time to use poor time sideways or something like that, he's fine with it. But when we asked him, hey, what do you think about this game and whatnot? He said, oh, I was able to find Sweep into the Sea, which was great. Also, I pulled a very useful defense card that generated fear, which was Dark and Tangled Wood. And, of course, one of his favorites, Blur the Arc of Years, let me make and push Dahan, so I was able to use my innates more often, and it was just awesome. Mm. Making things not exist because of absolute stasis was beautiful. The six-player game was awesome. It was a little chaotic trying to coordinate with everyone, but I think we had some really cool synergy moments. That makes sense that he found it chaotic because Fractured is so supportive and utilitarian. Mm-hmm. He had to be in every conversation, it yep. felt like. So it's like, well, can I help you do this? Or can I make you mm-hmm. do this faster? Because I felt that in my Fractured Days games where they are a little chaotic, because I feel like I almost have to have my hands in every single pie. Every single land, every single action that the spirits are doing, maybe I can even make it a little better. Like you said, how can I optimize this? How can I make this? Okay, and then I'll go for my plays because I don't need energy, and then I can make someone fast. So it makes sense that it was a lot to juggle for him. Mm. And it was really nice that he had found Dark and Tangled Wood. Just for sake of reminder, that is a one-costing miner that gives two fear. Not bad. But if the target land is mountain or jungle, defend three. Now, him being on northeast board, he has three jungles and two mountains. So that's five lands on a nine land board that gets defend three. And we got jungles. quite nice. And we got jungles a few times. So and like, his coastal lands are jungles. More than half of his lands, yeah. he can hit with that. He used that So one thing that's really cool about the thematic board that I really appreciate is the fact that you can have these cards around in the decks that have very specific target lands that they need to go in. Mm-hmm. Yes, some lands are like, oh, don't go where there's Blighter. Oh, Dahan need to be there. Or, oh, Invaders need to be there. But a lot of cards are land specific. Depending on where you are, it feels so fulfilling to find a card that can only go on lands that you have a lot of. Yeah. 
Also, Feels like you struck gold. Yeah. Yeah. When Ted talked about you looking for a katana and you actually found a katana. There it is. Sometimes we look at cards and we're like, oh, I want to play Tiger's Hunting because I am playing a Sharp Fangs. I bring that card up for a reason because LOL later we'll talk about it. But sometimes in this case, I'm looking at my board as an example and I'm like, oh, I have three jungles and four sands. I would love to find cards that are jungle sands. So... Usually, I look at those cards, I'm like, oh man, these cards are limiting, because on a balance board, that's literally half of my boards. Here, though, that's not the case, so it actually feels more fulfilling when I get them. The swingness swings into your favor. Right, but it also helps guide you into not picking certain cards when you see, oh... Hypothetically, in my case, if I'm on West Board, I have two mountains and one wetland. That's three lands. If I find a card that is mountain wetland only... It's not worth it. Probably not going to pick it. Yeah. That actually helps streamline what I should pick Mm -hmm. or what I should not pick. So I think it's like an interesting dynamic that I actually really like for the thematic board. One thing, just with Seth and playing Fractured, we were talking about just how much it was fun to collaborate and talk and discuss... He triggered a couple of times visions of a shifting future where you yeah. can peek at either the invader deck or the event deck. And that's some of the coolest discussions of which one should we it look did. at. And when we saw it, like, well, we're going to shuffle back in or do we put it on the bottom? Because he triggered the option to just like put it down the bottom of its deck. It's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe we want this event or maybe we want to see this invader card. That was really cool because that's just not a discussion you have a lot in this game because only Fracture can do this, mm-hmm. can look at the deck. So that was something that, again, the whole team, even if Laura's across the way, me and Laura's a opinion both matter in the invader deck or the event deck it felt like the spheres were coming together for that moment so that was cool when seth did that yeah let's go ahead and talk about our spirits we talked about everyone else let's talk about us i think we gave them justice in their games we we gave some good shout outs seeing how they're not here yeah we tried (laughs) we tried so i played as immense lightning and i got screwed by the invader deck. (laughs) (laughs) go back to that tell me your troubles well, I already spoke to him, of course, but kidding. just, yeah, it was just, when you have a character that is so good with majors, that usually means I'm really good, generally, at smacking individual lands for heavy hits, but not necessarily going far and wide, right. covering a lot of things, unless you find, like, a card that somehow does that, maybe Storm Swath, or a card that does adjacency stuff, yeah. like Spill Bitterness, or something like mm-hmm. that, but just, in general, statistically, you're not going to be hitting many lands, as opposed to just a few lands. You're hitting hard on a few lands. Yeah. Yeah. So I decided to go, ironically, I didn't have this planned at the start, but I went full bottom track Mm. because you have a good reason to go either bottom track or top track. Yeah. With immense, how it works is you now have this unique setup with those tracks. The top track now gives you double what it says. So if it says one, you actually get two. If it says two, you get four. If it says three, you get six, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. That's cool. But on the bottom track, how it works is your bottom track is halved. So your card play is cut in half, which honestly isn't the worst when you start with two card play. And of all the characters in the game, you have the most standard card play when fully maxed out at six. Cards now cost two card play in order to actually play. But what's cool is that if ever you have one card play left over, you may be thinking, wait a minute. 
if you have odd-numbered CarPlay, there's no point in it, right? Because CarPlays now take two. What's the point of having odd-numbered CarPlay? Sure. There's a cool use for that because, no, you can't play a card, but whenever you have an unused card play, you get an element, element of your choice, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So top track means insane energy. Bottom track means elements, which is really cool. Of course, there's another bonus that Immense Lightning has, which is whenever you play a major power, you gain two different elements of your choice. So, obviously, this spirit is definitely incentivized to go for majors. <laughs> so, I went and grabbed some majors early on, but before I get there, I just wanted to talk about the fact that I went full bottom track, because I wanted to quickly adapt as best as I could to cover as many lands that I to could. To all those jungles and sands. Because they kept going yeah. anywhere! <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, yes, I will go ahead and get the energy when I can, but, you know, the third growth option is actually not bad yeah. when combined with a decent starting energy gain, because yeah. I dabbled with top track for a bit, but mm-hmm. then I realized... Okay, I need to get bottom track. No, you were <laughs> fine with energy, yeah. Because I was also giving me elements throughout the game, and mm-hmm. that really helped me get some thresholds that I'll talk about in a bit. So, throughout the game, I forgot two uniques. I forgot Harbingers of Lightning, which ironically actually isn't too strange for me. If I'm Wind Lightning, I usually won't do this, because I actually like to keep Harbingers when I'm Wind. Yeah. But here I'm like, eh, I can get rid of it. One thing that's interesting, though, is I also forgot throughout the game, Shatter Homestead. So this is... I actually love that card. I love it, too. It's such a bread and butter. You didn't say the words Raging Storm when you said I forgot <laughs> Uniques, and I'm confused. <laughs> Especially coming from John's mouth, Raging Storm is a card that usually goes, Bye! <laughs> I don't ever play it. Ironically, I kept Raging Storm the whole the game. The game. It was crazy. Because, ironically, with Immense Lightning on thematic board versus Russia 4, it was actually quite salient. Of course, it would be salient regardless of what level Russia was on, but at least Russia 4, which we were on. Yeah. But Russia 3 plus is what I'm getting at. Russia 3 plus because at level 3 is where they get the ability to attack and lands with three or more explorers. So, Russian explorers have double damage, but they still have one health. So, the reason why I kept Raging Storm was because, A, elements are nice, Mm -hmm. but, B, the cost isn't so bad anymore. Mm. Or, to word that in a more honest way, the cost is still not great. But, your capability to pay for it is better. Because now you have double the income from your energy track, so you can afford it much easier. And, C... It's because it does one damage to each invader and you can quickly kapow a big group of explorers. explorers. This is how I handled many of my incoming ravages from lands with three explorers in them. You were actually able to kill explorers. If there's four, you would kill three. One would survive, but three off the board is huge. There are times where Jason and I would conglomerate them into one land because although one of them will survive, the more that we shove into a land, the more we can kill. So when I did Raging Storm, I was able to get a lot of bang for buck against Russia. So it was actually kind of nice. Yeah, it was worth it. I started the game in the highest numbered sands, which on Westboard has two Badlands in it. By the time the first turn came around, they had a lot of bad guys there. I was like, oh, I know what I'm going to do. There were three explorers in that land, and there was a town. So when I raging stormed that sucker, one damage to each invader, there goes two of those explorers. One took a hike. The town was wounded, but since there were Badlands in there, town's gone. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I'm like, sweet! 
Unfortunately, that was the only time that I was really able to do much there because of how the coastal lands came in and Mm -hmm. the jungles. But still, that was like a fun early game play to use Raging Storm on that land Mm -hmm. with double bad lands. That was pretty cool. So... When it came to majors that I had found, I did forget Harbingers of Lightning and Shatter Homesteads, and I replaced one of them with Indomitable Claim. Nice. Which is always good. Yeah. Always good. Defend 20, get to grow yeah, again. Defend 20. Yeah. yeah. Then three fears, skip all actions Perfect. if you can threshold it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Not bad. Yeah. Honestly, very solid card. You love to see it. Yeah. It's great. Pretty much useful in all circumstances. Defend 20. <laughs> I don't know a player that doesn't like that card. I'll say that. And I did find Sunset's Fire flow across the land, which is a minor, but Ooh, hey, it's nice because... A Jagged Earth card. Yeah. That's the one that's the baby fire and flood where, oh, from range one of a sacred site, you get one fear and one damage. Yay. But you may pay one energy to deal one damage in an adjacent land. Not bad. So you can like plink a guy here, plink a guy there. In our case, that's usually shoving an explorer, which yeah. is great to negate some builds. And getting fear for those yeah. plinks. And as immense lightning, you can afford that oh, pretty yeah. well. So that was nice. But it was Talk the next the two cards yeah. that really were great. One was minor, one was major. The minor was Gift of Power. Oh, such a simple I card. Love, yes, such a simple An card. An original but, card. Oh, I love a it so card. much for lightning. Regardless if you are playing lightning with an aspect or not, this card is just, in my personal opinion, oh, so good for lightning. Because of all the fixes to their gameplay that lightning loves to have, getting more power cards yeah. is one of them. I can literally quote it. It just says, gain a minor power. Just gain a minor power. That's all the power Target is. Target spirit gains a minor power. There it is. And hey, getting that water element, really nice. Yeah. Because it just further helps. Thundering destruction. Which is always good. Yep. Which you still have with immense lightning. Mm-hmm. So finding Gift of Power on Lightning when there's a six-player game, I'm like, yes, I'm the one who got it. Yes. Yeah, you targeted yourself. Oh, yes. Yes, it was great. But I found Death Falls Gently from Open Blossoms. This, ironically, was my first pull. My first major. I didn't know that. Indomitable Claim was my second. Okay. So I don't think of this card immediately when I think of lightning because the threshold for death falls gently from open blossoms requires you to have air and plants. Yes, lightning will have air, you can but the air. not necessarily plants. No, you don't start with any plants. Not necessarily. Plans. No. But as you remember, the elements that you can gain from A, an unused card play, or B, when you play a major, you get two different elements of your choice. You can actually conjure up and acquire elements with some pretty solid, decent consistency with Immense Lightning. So, Death Falls Gently from Open Blossoms is a slow major that costs four energy. One thing that is nice is that the four energy is actually pretty affordable when you are Immense Lightning. Oh, yeah. It gives you three elements, Moon, Air, Plant. So the air and the plant are nice because this card's threshold requires air and plant. But the thing that's so great is that it has an air. (laughs) Do you remember the rule swiftness of lightning? For every air element you have, you may play a card fast. Make a power fast. This is starting to look like a unique but awesome pick for (laughs) immense lightning because I was able to get the elements that I needed to threshold this sucker Mm -hmm. every time I played it. Let's talk about the card. So it is slow, lol. (laughs) (laughs) Printed. It's printed printed slow. But for me, I literally never played it slow. (laughs) Because why would I? Bad guys were getting momentum, and I needed to get it back. (laughs) Range three. That's really nice. It doesn't even stipulate that it needs to be like a sacred site or anything. Just range three, which is nice. 
I like how it's range three and it focuses a lot on plant and air because it makes it seem like these flowers are like a poison flower. Yeah. Death falls gently from open blossoms. The card art is a bunch of flowers that are spreading their seeds into the wind. And it's in the air now and it's getting spread yeah. across the land. I like to think it's away. like some sort of natural nature-born plant disease. It's almost like a poison yeah. pollen or something. Yeah, maybe like a fungus perhaps? Yeah. And the air element distributes the seeds, this plant. which is the plant. Yeah. And since it's moon, it's just like... Dark and kill bad guys. E. <laughs> Gloomy. Gloomy. Anyway, range three, very good. But it can only go in a land that is a jungle or a sand. That works out for you. That was perfect <laughs> for me. Because I had two mountains and one wetland. But I had four sands and three jungles. So seven lands. Seven out of ten. 70% yeah. of my board is where I could use this card. It was great. And that's where they were mostly exploring to. That's where they were going. So that's one of the reasons why this card was so great. I could afford it. I could make it fast. And because of my elements, I can hit the kicker. Let's talk about what it does. It does four damage, which is nice. If any invaders remain, add a disease, which is like, hey, nice. Yeah. Four damage in the fast, which is nice. And then adding disease. Hey, when Russia is constantly just out and about, having disease, which is, you know, the most expensive and hardest to deploy token, yeah. I'll take it. But the kicker or the threshold, whatever word you want to use to describe the upgraded level two version. Yeah. If you have three air and three plant, you now get three fear, and then you may add a disease to two adjacent lands with invaders. I wish the listeners can see a picture of after you played this a couple times, you had disease everywhere. I everywhere. had disease everywhere. Because those adjacent lands, they don't have to be jungles or sands. No. It can just be adjacent. No. So you had them in your mountains, in your wetlands, on other people's boards. Oh, yeah. It was great. I was spreading disease like mad. Throughout the island. It I... was cool seeing the disease spread yes. throughout the island. Hey there. Editing Ryan here. I took a few pictures before, throughout, and after the game. Follow the link that is in the description of this episode if you want to check those out. Alright, back to the show. Ironically, this was my most valuable card without question. Mm. This was great. This is not one that I would have thought was good for lightning. But like I said, for the reasons that I stated, I can afford it. It gives me that air. I can get the elements so easy because, oh, I played a major, bam. Yeah. I already got one air and one plant from playing the card because of my special with immense lightning. Mm -hmm. The card gives me a plant and an air anyway so i literally only need to do a single air which is quite easy and a single plant which is also not that hard no. elsewhere to get the kicker you threshold so, it every time four damage three fear in the fast lol and spread three disease so long as invaders are present in all of those lands mm -hmm. oh my word this thing was great at one point i had six disease on the board there was no vengeance and not many people were pulling disease it was only ryan's disease yeah. that was spreading out it was so cool and the thing that was nice is even though we didn't necessarily use disease for other things Hey, disease is simply a nice thing to have out there. I distinctly remember there were times when we purposefully let my wetlands alone because I had diseased it. Yeah. And I had diseased the wetland that was close to KJ's board and he was shoving people there. He's like, oh, hey, he diseased it mm -hmm. and he can disease it again. So Because he knows it's not going to build. Yeah. Yep. And thankfully, Fractured every now and then will let me reclaim that card, which was so nice. <laughs> Thanks, Seth. <laughs> you know, the thing with Immense, you know, when I'm forgetting my unique cards, I'm like, oh no, but what about those amazing elements that it gives mm -hmm. me for Thundering Destruction? 
Well, you don't really care about that because you can just get those elements when you play major, <laughs> which is fun, you know? <laughs> so, you know, one thing that was unfortunate for me was because of the bad guy invader deck plus some events, I lost all of my time except for two. That just like took oh, out your time. sucked. Yeah. But ironically, it wasn't so bad because KJ and Seth were just printing them out like crazy. For sake of reminder, that was Travel River and Fractured. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, okay, well, they're getting Dahan on their board. But I wasn't really using them anyway because I kept using Death Falls Gently. And you've forgotten Harbingers, so you weren't yeah. moving Dahan so anyway. So I wasn't really yeah. doing much. So I didn't really need too much Dahan stuff. But honestly, that was such a great card. And yet it was not one that I would have picked. And that's kind of the fun of like, you know what? I wasn't intended to go disease heavy, but let's see that's what happens. interesting. Because, yeah, you know, we make the joke of like, Laura picking her favorite major when she's playing a spirit. Yeah. Like, if you were asked, like, pick your favorite major for immense, you would probably never have picked Death Falls. As no, your, I would have been like, yo, where is those Talons of Lightning? Yeah, where's Stormswath? But the fact where's that... Where's Manifest Incarnation? Like, <laughs> you didn't find your machete, but you found some tools and you made them work. And yeah. that's what's cool. So it's like, these flowers are spreading poison seeds, mm-hmm. but that's not a lightning card. But Lightning's also a spirit of air, right? Right, yeah. So no, I think that works. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. I kind of like sweep down and grab some seeds in my big lightning feet, and then I fly over and I drop. And yeah, you almost were like wind lightning. Yeah, in that I just kind of like yeah. crop dust the bad guys yeah. with poison spores of bad plants. It's like a different type of storm. Yeah, right. Trying to like make it work thematically. It works. One thing that was funny is. <laughs> Yes, Fractured was on the field, and so was I as Lightning. So both Seth and I were constantly being asked for speed help. <laughs> Every turn. Every turn. Hey, you got Lightning's Boon. Hey, you got Lightning's Boon. Hey, Seth, can you make me fast? And if hey. someone would say no, we go to the other person. Anyway. Seth would be like, I don't have those elements. So Ryan. <laughs> I distinctly remember KJ going to me. He's like, hey, can you make me fast? Yes, cool. Okay, someone else going to me. Hey, can you make me fast? Oh, KJ, you already got in line. That person immediately goes to Seth. Hey, can you make me hey, fast? Seth, buddy, oh, Seth's pal. like, you know what? Yeah, I can. A third Third person, hey Ryan, can you make me fast? No. Goes to Seth, hey, can you make me fast? No, I'm already doing something else. Aw. I'll get my first next time. We have vocalized how many times that happens, and yet I think that's always going to be a thing. It was just funny. Do you have it? It was just funny. Do you have it? 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 Just like for once we had two players. Yeah. And I guess we could have mentioned this in the six player interaction thing, but it was just funny. Just so many people asking for speed. There was actually a couple turns because we have minds who's basically all fast we had some turns where none of us has a slow power it's true because you were making people fast true Seth would make people fast mine's already fast stone happens during the ravage so it's like everyone was like doing stuff in the fast phase and we're like does anyone have any slows we're all just like uh, it was nope. so funny because I remember you would ask me that and Jason would look at my hand. He's like, well, you have some slows. Don't you have some? Sl-? I was like, I'm lightning. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh right. Right. You never have slows. Isn't that? I'm lightning. Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't slow? Oh, I'm lightning. <laughs> and I get two elements whenever I play a major. Yeah, so, so I'm making sure that one of them's there. To make it fast. <laughs> to make it fast. Or an unused card play. So, yeah, I had a lot of fun with the Mets. And one thing that was fun, near the end game, I was able to do Indomitable Claim and Death Falls, both hitting their kickers. That, that, that was, was just cool. nice. Like, yeah. bink, 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 defend 20 here, defend <laughs> 20 there, on, like, a future turn. But I'm going to grow here, I'm going to just do three disease again there, mm-hmm. and whatnot. It was just four it was fear, a fun time. Three fear, yeah. four damage, yeah, it was great. It was a fun time.
I played Sharp Fangs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've seen so many times of Ryan just really excelling with his spirits. And I've always seen you having a fun time. And then yeah. I've started playing Sharp Fangs. And I think, like, I've never not had fun playing yeah. Sharp Fangs. It's almost one of those things where, like, it's your favorite spirit, so it can't be mine. But it's uh, just like, <laughs> you know that feeling? But, like, dude. Growing this... up with two brothers. 200%. If they get a thing at a restaurant, I have to get something else. I but I wanted that. But they got it. They got chicken fingers, so now I have to get a burger. The crying yearn to be unique and different from your yes. siblings. So, But I'm starting to feel like, this spirit's really fun. Ryan's on to something. I'm telling you, it's a good time. And I wrote this down. I think this is one of the like evenly best designed, balanced spirits in the game. You have some hoops you gotta jump through, some restrictions, yeah. but you have really good mobility and you have really good damage, good prevention you got fear you got it all because i don't want to feel broken you can reclaim one you can reclaim and two. two you can do it twice pick two options i love that pick two i think it's like the start of why like so many different builds are yeah. like viable because you like a bottom trek you like going after those miners and having those reclaim ones technically i like hybrid, hybrid with bottom focus some people do you gotta get bottom the, oh sure but i gotta get those elements for my you raging do. hunt on top yeah track, baby. because if you do full bottom or if you go bottom track like you say with those reclaim once. <laughs> if you find like a good minor and elemental boon, it's like a river. It's like yeah. if you're playing boon of vigor every turn, yeah. that's so beneficial to the team. Or just honestly, even if you don't find something, like if you find guardian serpents, oh, oh. yes. Every but turn. teeth gleam, baby. Seriously, every teeth turn. gleam like all the time. Get beast, those beasts. Beast, beast, yeah. beast, beast. I did more of a top track. You did like nothing but top track. I only did top track. <laughs> I mean, as far as elements are concerned, that is so juicy. I loved it. Every single turn was fully activated ranging hunt. Yeah. Because like you said, those elements up top. I think, here's my opinion. I think Fangs is one of the few spirits that can commit to a top track build, but not lose their identity in majors because yeah. you're saying with those elements up there. So I'm still triggering my innates with my special rule. I'm still converting beasts. Well, going top track with all those elements allows you to go for majors, which you did. It's but seeing how you get so many of the elements, elements that you need for your innates, you can do your innates and you can sling for majors. Because some spirits like Keeper loses their identity in majors or right. shifting well, memory or it something. It is so common that if you go for majors, cool, you're getting strong, powerful effects on the field because of the cool cards that you're playing. Yes. But you usually don't get to do your innates because innate focusing is usually a high card play strat given how many elements you, you need usually to need them. Yeah. to trigger them. Here, though, yes, you are correct. It's unique because you get to have the benefit of high card play in the sense that you get the elements, elements. to trigger your innates. So you get to trigger your innates and you get to go for majors. I still feel like, yeah, I'm this destructive beast triggering ranging hunts, but then also playing these heavy hitting majors because you have that growth four to get plus three, which can mm -hmm. net you a lot of good majors. A lot of majors are three and four, like death falls yeah. is four. So that was fun for me, just playing the top track only. Mm -hmm. Turn one, I drew Entrap the Forces of Corruption. <laughs> <laughs> So, perfect elements. You've talked about this card for Fangs all the time. But okay. now it is your turn now to talk about this card. To remind the listeners, it's a one-cost fast power. It's got earth who cares but it's got plant and animal that's what we need baby it's range one land and you gather up one blight and isolate the target land and when blight is added it doesn't cascade 
which is so nice. What I liked about it was the that it has fangs on the artwork. Fangs on the the eyes, so creepy, just so like great. looming in the background. But we're fighting Russia, and and I like this card for the isolation because in the rules of Russia it says mm-hmm. if possible push mm-hmm. them. It is not oh, possible if the land is isolated. This card is so perfect for getting blight out of land so that ranging hunt can go crazy which, all over the which place. Which it did for me. But it lets you kill Russians. <laughs> it isolates the land, and now they can't go anywhere. So now my ranging hunt, that's doing two or three damage. Oh, and it's giving you your elements. And it's giving my elements. <laughs> is now killing three Russians. So that was huge. But the big card that I got. <laughs> well, first, first, I got an elemental boon. Yes, and there that was you huge. go. That was my turn Always three. good. Honestly, that's like an S-tier minor. Yeah, it's one of my favorite minors. Seth was talking about sweeping to the sea. I helped give those three elements so that they can threshold that and be able to repeat it on another coastal land, destroying yep. all towns and all yep. explorers. So that was cool to be a part of. But... I drew pent-up calamity. <laughs> With Which is one of your favorites. One of my favorites. I know that Winds of Rust and Atrophy is oh, also one of your favorites. It's gotten me so many terrible But I wins. know that pent-up calamity is also one of your favorites. Because, yeah, you can add strife or disease. Blech. But I usually do this or option where when you remove tokens, you do three damage per. Yep. So I was yep. killing some beasts. I talked about removing some of Jason's many mines beasts, but like we said it was it from w- this card <laughs> it was worth it and it was from this card and we're on a thematic board that has a ton of tokens yeah you are a spirit that uses tokens yeah now you get a card that says oh based on how many tokens you have you can do damage oh and if you hit the threshold you can reload some of those tokens and them get back. them back yeah <laughs> which i was able to do so it was so do you have a reclaim one <laughs> i sure do yeah like we're talking about these draws like you had to make death falls work Pentop is like, oh, this is perfect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And Entrap was like, (laughs) oh, yes, So I had some nice pulls. And you had Elemental Boon. But wait, there's There's more. more. (laughs) So I was getting some good draws. I didn't get any defense. I was mad about that. (laughs) Yeah, Jason had the ball. Jason was pulling those. And KJ found Tigers Hunting. Yes, I'm like, I almost screamed. It was so funny. It was almost like, you don't deserve that. (laughs) when KJ's like, hmm, I got this. I guess it's not Tigers Hunting. You visually went, (laughs) you're like, you got Tigers Hunting. And like, you were so crappy. Like, John, John, you found Pent Up Calamity. (laughs) I could have both. (laughs) Calm down. Put your greed aside. (laughs) You have pent up calamity. (laughs) That was honestly a delicate dance because some of the times I'm like, oh no, I lost three beasts here. You know? Yeah, no, it's true. And maybe I wasn't able to hit that threshold because one of them I was in my early on game. I just, I only was able to. It was worth it though. It was worth it, but this is something about like. There was a land that was really bad, had a ton of people and. And cities. Yeah, it was about to blight. Yeah. And it would have been a cascade. So it was worth it, but there's something about like losing part of your army. I'm like, oh, they were like part of my Raging Con army type. Sometimes you got to make these sacrifices for the greater good that are worth it. And that was was worth it. It was tough, Ryan. I never triggered the right in aid. I don't know the name. I don't... (laughs) I even said... All right, John. You promised me. You never (laughs) use Frenzied Assault. I never used it. Ever. I never used it. Do you remember what I said? John, before today's (laughs) over, I want to see you do Frenzied Assault. Did you ever do it? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I love Raging Hunt. I like the top tricks. It was fun. I don't need that much fire. It's okay. But you found... 
You know the thing I was referencing that. But wait, there's more. I found Savage Transformation. There is. <laughs> Look at these card draws. You got Elemental Boon. You got Entrap the Forces of Corruption. You got Pent of Calamity. And then you get Savage Transformation, all of whom is against Russia. And Savage Transformation says you, you may replace me. one explorer and add a beast. Replace gets around Russia. I'm yes. not doing damage. I'm replacing them. You're getting beasts, which is huge for you, but they are losing explorers. It's a Double. Oh. It's almost like doubly good. It is so good. So you had a good hand. You had great card it was a plays, fun my time, dude. Ryan. I love Top Track Fangs. <laughs> I love being able yeah, to. Yeah, when Top Track Fangs you with find like, the right majors. Perfect <laughs> pulls. <laughs> with those majors. And there were cheap majors like Savage Transformation, two energy, pent up three energy. Fangs can afford yeah. that. Oh, I don't sure. I don't need seven energy or nine energy majors. I can do yeah. enough with two or three. So man, that was a fun experience. Let's just say that Fangs was having a good time. And I was stealing those mines be. So the yep. army wasn't losing too many people. Yep. And on Southeast board, you do have three jungles, but they're right in the smack dab middle. Mm. Those jungles, that jungle network hits literally every single land on your board as far as adjacency. I mostly just dwelled there, With the exception of one. Yeah, I dwelled in that jungle central area. Yeah. So that was Sharp Fangs. Blast. Yeah. Again, I never not have fun with Sharp Fangs. Every time I see people play them, now that we're, like, you know, reinforcing the special rule. Oh, there it is. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding. But people are like, oh, this is a good time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every person I've seen play it, since we've, like, kind of re-taught, re-talked about how the spirit is actually powerful, people love Mm -hmm. the spirit. It's so fun to play. And with those card pulls, it was particularly good. Yeah, it was, like, perfecto. (laughs) Sorry, I was trying to find avenues. Okay, there's a lot of things going on. Okay, okay. (laughs) So, although we did have bad invader card luck, John, yes, did have phenomenal card pulls. Mm. I had some good ones, too, that I was definitely not discontent with. No. I may as well just say that I was very content with. (laughs) All these double negatives. (laughs) We had this hilarious string of cards that happened, and it was just so funny between events, fear cards, and whatnot. So, unfortunately, we did blight. We did have a few unfortunate cascades. Mm -hmm. So, in this one turn, the event that we got was Years of Little Rain. The best event. Which, it was so funny because one thing I like that you do is that when we have newer players, and heck, even if we don't have newer players, whenever we get a event card or a fear card, you will go around the room like, okay, you read it last time. You'll literally give the card to another player at the board and say, okay, you read it this time. It helps keep Laura engaged when I'm shoving oh, a card in her face. Like, no, now you have to read that this. That is wise. <laughs> nice. It keeps that everyone makes engaged, sense, but, sure. playing a lot with Laura, I'm like, here. Here. <laughs> that is hilarious. And she doesn't listen to these episodes, so she's never going to know She'll about this. <laughs> so you are safe. <laughs> I'm safe here. <laughs> so anyway, it was funny because I've noticed a lot, or at least our group, our group, what they do is they immediately start reading the rules. They don't read the title of these cards. Mm-hmm. So Kate is like, okay, so we do this, do this. I'm like, oh, what's the name? He says, years of little... And you and I are oh, standing up. Sorry. Well, Jason and, and like everyone, you know, they sadly. literally jumped. Like, yeah, they're what? Like, Wait, what? What? I was like, best card in the game. <laughs> best event card. Bonus Grove. Yes. I said, is it really that good? I was like, yes. Ted even <laughs> said it's a little too strong, but I don't care. But it was costly <laughs> for six players. We needed 24 energy. <laughs> 24 energy or water. Too many. Yeah, we had to like scrape everything together, but it was funny because you and I are like whatever the cost we're paying it yeah 
Yeah. Whatever. If it can be done, I care not how painful it, it is. It came down to like Elemental Boon. I'm like holding the card. I'm like, <laughs> it's worth it. Goodbye, friend. Goodbye. <laughs> you did your job. But we all got the bonus grow. <laughs> But I had two presents on the board, so I'm like, I need a bonus girl, and <laughs> I, I need, need to, to like I now. So. <laughs> Use of a little rain once again is just an event card that is famous for the fact that if you can pay for its cost, assisted by water, you get to place a presence out there, which is awesome. Which is so great. So we had years of little rain, awesome. Then at that point, we were at terror level two. So the fear card we had on deck at that time was angry mobs. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Angry mobs is one of our favorite favorite fear cards in the game. It is so good. Obviously, when it comes to fear cards, you want them ideally at level three. Level three, of course. You never want them at level one, but we got it at level two. Angry mobs at level one. Each player may downgrade a town into two explorers. One fear for every player who does this. Cool. Cool. Level two says, in each land that has two or more explorers, which, by the way, that was quite prevalent with Russia. Most of our lands had at least three. (laughs) You may destroy one explorer or town per two explorers. This guy has so much fear. We killed so many towns. So many towns. So many towns. So many explorers were... Oh my goodness. We had so many lands with two. We killed so many bad guys. We particularly wanted to target towns because that gets us fear. We didn't want to necessarily shove more explorers around to get more unfavorable incoming ravages. And we're just trying to get rid of buildings. And we're just trying to get rid of buildings. Always good. So it was great. We got at level two. For posterity's sake, I'll mention level three, which is just the absolute best. In each land with two or more explorers, destroy one invader per two explorers. That sounds like cities to me. That sounds like cities, huh? <laughs> what about when you're playing with England? Yeah. This destroy. is really nice. Yep. No more oh, double, no more extra health there. It's so great. So we had years of little rain, which was phenomenal. We got to grow. We then got angry mobs, which was phenomenal because we killed so many bad guys. In this turn, we did blight, and we got back against the wall. Which we've never gotten playing together. <laughs> we've like at least in my games with you, I've never I've gotten, gotten that with you. it. I think twice in life. Yeah, I've gotten it before, before this, but not with you. I've never gotten you it. and I. Yeah. yeah, we've never gotten this. We always get the. Oh my we goodness! This is spiral. one of the best. Blight cards in the game, one of the two good ones. Back against the wall is also known for being a little too strong, but I don't care. When you're going up against Russia, I'll take anything yep. I can get. The other good one is a card called Aid from Lesser Spirits, but back against the wall simply says, Oh, hey, guess what, player? For the rest of the game, your card play is increased by one, and your energy income is increased by one. Wait, what? So happy I never went bottom track. (laughs) Now I get three plays for free. And for me, I was fully upgraded at that time with full bottom track with six. Yeah. So I guess I just get an element of my choice for the rest of the (laughs) game. Yeah. How nice is that? Oh, it was phenomenal. So we're like, are you kidding me? A years of little rain into angry mobs into back against the wall. Are you serious? It was perfect. It was perfect. Oh, that's a feels good, man. That is one. That is a feels good. I think we won the next turn. I'm like, oh, we're fine. And then we won. <laughs> Everyone's like playing extra cards, extra energy. Boom, right, boom, right. boom. And with six players, it's like, oh, how much blight do we have on there? 
Oh, 12? We're fine. We're fine. That's true. In smaller games, when it's like only two players, you only get two yeah. blight per person. Maybe four blight's not as good, but 12 blight, yeah. we're like, oh, oh my word. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Yeah. Laura's still like up to her turtleneck in blight, but they all came for the box. That's right. So. The box. <laughs> and she's still alive. It's technically so. clean? <laughs> Question mark? Stone's like, we're fine. <laughs> we have energy. We're good. <laughs> So let's go ahead and talk about just some general thoughts about six player. Okay. So I had this one crazy interaction, and Seth mentioned this in his quote when he talked about there's a little chaos in trying to coordinate, but we had some really cool synergy moments. Going to this turn. We had this one that I think was just really cool, and it really exemplifies why it is so important to help your friends, even if you think that the help that you were giving them is like the smallest thing ever. Because one of my coastal sands had a single explorer in it, and there was nothing else in that land. I wasn't there. Dahan wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Nothing was there. Just an explorer. And since Russian explorers deal double damage, they deal two, that means that if I can't do anything, then it's going to blight. I have Raging Storm, but I'd rather not blow three energy just to move one one guy. So I'm like, well, crap. I'm not sure how I'm going to do this. So we got to talking, and by the way, with six players, it makes sense, obviously, but this is the most interlocking discussion we've ever had ever, just as far as like this game contained the most interlocking layered domino oh, yeah. planning and coordinating I've ever seen. Yeah, this game had the best discussion I've ever been a part of in a board game period. 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 Whether it's about events, whether it's about fear cards, just educating, okay, this means this, this means yeah. that. Or a lot of the draws, fear cards. Which should I pick? Card draws, yes. Yeah. Many times, many times, Jason was like, here's my card draws. What do you think? Yeah. And he would many times, us. like, John, I got this. What do you mm-hmm. think? Oh, what about I don't these know. majors, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe this, maybe that. Yeah. But when I'm talking about domino effect or interlocking, it's kind of like building a Rube Goldberg machine mm-hmm. where one thing will do a thing, which means another thing right. does a thing. I'm talking about, oh, can anyone make me whatever? Make me fast. Give me a Cool. Oh, now that I can do that, I can play this card. This card says someone can reclaim. Who wants to reclaim something? Oh, I can reclaim so I can do this. Oh, now that I'm reclaiming, that means I don't have to do this for next turn. So that means I can play this card instead. Exactly. What does this card say? It says give energy. Hey, who needs energy? Oh, I need energy. Do you see how one person helped one person and that led a chain of other help that rippled through the players? Because there's six of them, there's so many more chains chances to be able to collaborate in that way so for example we made this plan and it was so great so I played Lightning's Boon on Seth, who is fractured. Cool. I have a land that is about to blight, and I can't do anything about it. So I go and play Lightning's Boon on Fractured, because Seth said, hey, can you make me fast? All right, cool. Yeah, I can make you fast. I make Seth fast. He now is able to play a card that is critical to his board state that he wasn't going to do before because it was slow. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have elements to do slip flow of time, which can also make a slow power resolve in the fast phase. So now Seth is playing a card that he wasn't planning on doing. So now when Seth plays this card, he realizes that he has the elements to trigger level two of slip flow. He was already triggering level three. Level two allows a friend to reclaim a card. Level three allows them to play a card from their hand by paying its cost. Seth says, oh, hey, everybody, I can let someone reclaim and by extension, repeat a card, basically, because I also have level three. Who wants that? Jason says, oh, I can do that with Swarm of Bedevilment because John wanted me to play that on him so that 
I don't even know what you needed it for. I needed it for defense. You needed it for defense yeah. to stop a blight. And I was super mobile with ranging so, hunt. So we realized if Jason repeats Swarm of Bedevilment once on you, but the second time on me, then that means that I can move a presence and for the rest of the turn, it counts as defend one. So I was like, oh, in my growth phase, this sand that had a yeah. explore in it that was going to blight was two lands away. In my growth phase, the presence option I picked that turn allowed me to grow one away. So I went one land closer, cast Lightning's Boon on Fractured, who now plays a different card that gives him elements for level two of Slip Flow, which combines with level three of Slip Flow to give another player a repeat, gives it to Jason, who plays Bedevilment on you and me, which means I can move that presence, which is now one away from that land, into that land, defend one, which is enough to stop that ravage. Nothing blights. It came full circle. I have a problem. I help Seth, who helps Jason, who helps helps you and me. So it's back to me, and me making Seth fast actually helped stop the blight coming in. And that was so cool. It was so great to see this ring of dominoes go around the table. It was was so cool. That was just one turn. That's just one example. I mean, that was, that was one, just one turn. It was one main standout. Yeah. But that was just one Those are the domino kinds of things ripple effect. That were happening. That's just the one that we wrote down. And we had constant conversations. Oh, who needed so fast? cool. Who needed energy? Who yeah. needed to grow or move? Like you're saying, who can Swarming Bedevilment move to a different land for targeting right. purposes? And it was so good to see Bedevilment useful. <laughs> yeah. Hey! <laughs> I see a lot of people saying, yeah, it's not my favorite card that many minds has. So whenever like someone, like Josh, when he uses Vengeance of the Dead, it's like, yes! <laughs> Yes. Free fear. That's cool. Do it. Yeah. Like, Do it, buddy. There's like that fan of the underdog within you that's like, yes, yes. go for it, man. Yes. No, it was honestly the best discussion planning ever. It was so cool. And I've even done like Captain Sonar where we've had to been oh, yeah. ultra plane. Like this. Oh, yeah. This took the cake for me. Really? Yeah. This, because, yeah. okay, we're going to let this blatant cascade so we can defend here. And then we're going to attack this city and we're going to move beasts here. And then I'm going to share. It was so cool. Hey, we make a good team. You were a good captain. Yeah. That, yeah, that was a fun. <laughs> game i'll be your engineer any day <laughs> one thing i noticed in our six player game is how much we were just sifting through the decks and able to oh, find yeah. these cards yeah because in a two-player game me and ryan maybe we'll see like 30 miners sure out of the hundred and oh, maybe eight to ten majors eight to ten majors throughout the whole entire game which just me and you playing right we almost had to reshuffle the minor deck. we got close yeah we got close <laughs> we had like a few cards left so when you're going through that you're finding you know called the dahan ways you're finding elemental boon you're finding End up calamity. What else we find? Gift to power, reaching grass. Didn't Jason find hazard spread? He did. So like these great miners that like maybe are on the bottom of the deck, we are just finding. And that was cool to see. It's like, I have a higher chance of finding these OP, whatever you want to call them, S tier type miners mm-hmm. or even majors. We were finding the perfect majors. Yeah. And a lot of these were S tier for our situation. For our situation. I mean, we had a player on Northeast get dark and tangled wood where there's a lot of mountains and jungles. Yeah. We had a player on East board get accelerated rot where there are a lot of wetlands and jungles we had a player on west board get death falls gently which can only go to jungles and sands yeah. we had a player on southeast board who was playing fangs and got savage transformation and got savage <laughs> transformation yeah. like, it all just lined up so much of this was awesome and going back to the whole being talkative and engaging with all these conversations we had choice events oh yeah instances where struggles of growth is played mm-hmm. so each spirit has to choose either destroy two of your presence to gain a power card or 
or forget a power card to gain two energy. And then if you want to, you can move up to two of your presents four away. And it was cool to see, I'm going to pick this one. You're going to pick that one? Cool. Yeah. It was interesting to see who did what. I'm like, I need power cards. I'm lightning. I need power cards yeah. so bad. I'm totally fine destroying two presents. Just like, get my power cards. <laughs> but not everyone was like that. Laura was like, yeah, I can get rid of this card, get two energy, because she wanted to have energy for her innates. Yeah, to pay for them so she wouldn't be blighting from the card. Right. Another thing you're talking about, just like the teamwork and cooperation. A lot of this time, this game, either playing with us or just me and Laura, it's played like turns of simultaneous. Like, oh, I did this. Yeah. And then we move on. But like what you're describing, we almost had to go in order because things had to line yeah. up. Yeah. Do you notice that? We almost started going like a clockwise or something. We did, except for the cards that needed to go in order. Yeah. I need to make you fast first so that I can play this card, which yeah. lets someone else do this. Okay, now that we got all the necessary domino cards out. Mm-hmm. Now we can go in clockwise order. <laughs> but it was also fun because the Maddox side rush of four had a lot of bad guys. It did. And on a six-player board, it's huge, and we all know how intricate and involved you have to be in this game to win mm-hmm. and how complicated these battles can be. So it was cool to see the plan that every player had enacted. Yes. So it was cool That's because a in a way, when the board is this big, I'm in the valley. Thematically, there are mountains to my left and my right, so I can't see the other side of the island. What's going on? But I can hear the roars and the clanging of battle and whatnot, or maybe an earthquake, or maybe some sort of explosion happened. And so, like, oh, maybe Dahana rushing in. What news from the valley? How goes the battle over there? Oh, it's like completely plagued and whatnot. And oh, we've heard whispers of like an earthquake on the northern side of the island and whatnot. The whole east island, there's rot everywhere. It's disintegrating everything. And so we all know that's like I can't. Focus on other people's boards. I know that their fight is intense Mm -hmm. and it is as intricate and involved and engaging as mine is. So it will require a lot of intelligence and a lot of tact and strategy to solve these problems because we all have big problems right now. Huge problems. So it was cool to not go simultaneous play and watch how every single player enacted the answer to the puzzle in front of them. Because they had cool plans. I want to see threshold and accelerator rot destroy a land and clean up a blight. I want. I want to see Pent of Calamity just destroying a coastal (laughs) wetland. Or I want to see disease being spread everywhere. Or let them break themselves. I want to see Laura throw that damage back at that city. In a weird way, I felt as if by looking and seeing every player enact their powers and go and see their turn, it was as if we were like hey, what are the Dahan saying about what's happening on that side of the board? Mm. Remember when Faramir goes to Madrill and he says, what news? And he's like, okay, so here's what's up. We have a garrison on Skiliath, but if they attack, we can't hold it. And then Theoden is, you know, retreated to Helm's Deep. But onto our other matters. Over here, we got this. And right. Over there, we got that. I felt as if that's, that's kind of like, like we were doing. What's going on on Southeast Board? Well, we're hearing word of beasts going crazy and destroying everyone. Wow. Mm. Interesting. What word have we to Southwest? Well, south of us, we hear words of just swarms of bugs everywhere. There's they a lot of invaders. Anything. But from what we're being told from Dahan messengers, the invaders are in a tizzy. And they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Well, on our own lands, you know, the thunder is quaking and there's a lot of poison with the flowers going on. What news have we heard from the valley? Oh, the Dahan are mounting this massive attack. It was like we turned to each person, yeah. like, what news do we have on that and area? We were hearing a story. Yeah. We are seeing something unfold, things yeah. that they planned. Yeah, I'm so glad we didn't just do it sometimes. Like, oh, I already did my turn. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, we made it involved, thematic, enveloping. It was so yeah. cool. And that's part of, like, the theme that I'm like, 
ah, <laughs> this is what the thematic side of the board gives me. And even in doing all this, it wasn't that long of a game. We weren't there for eight hours. This was a three-hour game. It was a three-hour game. So it's not like we're just like, you know, going over the top. It, and it was a barely three-hour game. Yeah. For six players. Yeah. I think we were pretty that efficient. pretty good. Yeah. Again, like you are saying, we didn't have to teach anyone. These were pretty decently experienced players. And I think a lot of the time being made fast, sometimes we just had one phase. We only had a fast phase. So that well, did speed up the game. One thing that was funny was like every now and then somebody would get up to get a beverage or get up to get a drink or yeah. something like that. Or like go for seconds for snacks or something. So, you know, you as Fangs and Jason as Many Minds are managing beasts. And so with Pent of Calamity, you would remove some beasts. <laughs> and so you removed beasts to go ahead and blow stuff up. Like four of them. <laughs> right. And so you're like, Jason, I killed one of your beasts. He's like, why though? <laughs> oh, I kill people. What are you doing with my beasts? He's on the other side of the room. Hey, what are you doing with my beasts, man? That's worth it. That's worth it. It was just great to hear from the other side of the room. Why? <laughs> why, why though? though? <laughs> you're like, Jason, I'm doing it. I'm sorry, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fun. What a it game, was fun. Dude. What a game. So yeah, there you go. There was our six-player game. I would love to do that again. I would do and it again. everyone there said that they would love to do it again too. Yeah, it would be cool to do like a once a month thing. Just oh, oh I wish it was once a month. Wouldn't that be awesome? Or a second yeah. wave. Oh yes. Like keep those tokens, all those beasts, or the blade. I'm telling you, man, we're gonna rock retirement. <laughs> oh my word. Maybe that is honestly when we should have done this podcast. Is in retirement when we have time. All right, we'll be back <laughs> in thirty years, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Catch you next week. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but not. Because our lives right now are like so busy. Have you ever seen the triangle of life? There are three sides to this triangle. And some people are fortunate and lucky enough to have all three of these things. But the general rule is that you will only ever have two of these things. Mm -hmm. The three things are time, energy, and money. When you are young, you have time and you have energy, but you don't have money. As an adult in the middle of your life, you have energy and you have money, but you have no, no time. time. And when you are old, you have time and you have money, but you don't have energy. So right now, <laughs> as you can see, this show is impacted because of our lack of time. Yeah. We're trying. We're trying our best. I don't know. Do you have money? I don't. <laughs> I'm a millennial, so like... <laughs> Become a Patreon. Hey. <laughs> Support us on the Patreon. Please. <laughs> anyway, no, like in retirement, we'd be able to be like, oh yeah, games all the time, yeah. talk all the time. That'd be great. But oh well. This is something I would definitely... Definitely do it again. Six player oh, yeah. game. Oh, Spirit yeah. Island. I would do it in a heartbeat. 100%. Heartbeat. And the Mac was just a whole mm. ball of wax. So The fun. interaction was pretty much just as fun as the game itself. Yeah. You know, it was fun to see who we interacted with. Because mm -hmm. in a six player game with all these things, who am I going to like really do stuff with? I didn't do anything with Stone. Mm. She was fine. She didn't need help. I was like, okay, She was cool. doing great. Fractured, the only interaction I ever had was just literally sending them speed boosts every now and then. Mm -hmm. Like once or twice. Just lightning spoon. That's it. I had a little bit more with like the southern team. West, east, southwest, southeast. The north, I didn't really do too much. A little bit with KJ because my one wetland was the end of his massive river. So right. he would sometimes put Dahan there or I would do something there. I did a little bit with you, a little yeah. bit interactions. But for me, I was heavily interacting with many minds. Mm -hmm. Me and Jason, it was like west and southwest paired up. East and Southeast paired up. Yep. And then the two Norths, Northwest, Northeast really paired up. Yeah, they were helping each other back and forth. Not that we were clicks, but it was just interesting to see who needed whose help. 
So Jason was sending people and I was coordinating people that we were killing and, you know, with Russia, since one of them doesn't die, they get moved instead. So we would go and coordinate together on the sucky land strat. Okay, right. where to go here, where to go there. I didn't really do that with pretty much anyone else. It was just me and Jason. You guys were working a lot together. Yep. But I think like those literal interactions, like you said, me and you only interacted once or twice, but you made me fast with Elemental Boon. So I got to Terrifying Chase. So I never got a city on my board. I got to Terrifying Chase in the fast. So yeah. like- oh, they those, were impactful. They were like, useful. Those repercussions, like because I never oh, yeah. had a city. Because and like of, I said, I helped Seth, who helped Jason, who right. helped you and me. And so now because I don't have a city, I can focus on helping KJ. And then KJ can now play Boon of Vigor on Laura, who mm-hmm. can pull Blight from the box so we don't flip the card. Like yeah. all these things that you're saying, yeah. they're, they're not a ton of interactions, but the littlest things. It was just cool yeah. to see It was that. just cool to see. Yeah. Great so, game, dude. Yes, great game. 100%. I would highly recommend it. Both that high player count, doing it in real life, and doing it on the thematic board. Yep. I would 100% recommend mm. that. Stamp of approval. Well, that's going to do it all for this time. <laughs> I hope you liked our first battle report, official yeah, one, yeah. real one. Sure, yeah. Let us know if this is something you want us to continue to waste our breath on. I mean, spend our breath on. <laughs> it's kidding. fun to talk about the game. Yeah. Especially I unique games like this. Sure. This isn't just another two-player game or something. Yeah. This is something that yep. we've never done before. I'm going to remember this one. Yeah. Even if we didn't record evidence about it, I'm going to remember it. Yeah. So. All righty. Well, we will catch you all on the Flippity Flip. Peace out. We appreciate that you took the time to listen to this episode of the Kindred Spirit Podcast. Feel free to interact with us on our socials. You can catch us on our Facebook or Instagram, as well as BoardGameGeek, Reddit, and Discord. Consider supporting us on Patreon, where you'll get access to episodes early as well as our private Discord. Links to all those will be in the description of this episode. Have a great one, and may the elements be ever in your favor.